Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. myself online with other people which i mean and this is great it's great that i can just queue up and play against three other random people in mario party and test my skills like like online matchmaking for the mini games as well um and alex and i could play from here with you and sam online right two Mm. versus two as friends in a in a lobby but i can't just like queue for a fourth guy oh that's wild so you could have like the three of us here couldn't just pick up a fourth so that's why we have to play against the master ai but the master ai is a challenge so it's like it's it's also funny it's also funny because you're like let's kill him (laughs) when we get the 3v1 games you're like let's match dude that's what i'm saying dude like you you get so mad like with the archery one when it was you three versus me (laughs) what do i do i slow walk to the end and And i help you kill him i help you kill him. it was just like fucking (laughs) hunger games rambo just and I didn't care that I lost the mini game because I did what I set out to do. Oh yeah, fuck that guy, dude. Yeah, I agree. Birdo can suck it, dude. Birdo takes me for 108 coins and took Alex for what 130 or something, something like that. Dude, Birdo had won 650 coins or That's so. Fucking in unreal. That it's, game. There's not even that many coins on the map. They had to steal <laughs> yours to get it. Oh god. Well, the government just prints coins. Dude. They they do like these two times mini games that are coin mini games, and all of a sudden. God. They just inject like 400 coins into the economy. That's what I'm saying. That, that's how that's, we're looking at inflation. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're straight up looking at inflation. <laughs> Mario coin stimulus. Yeah. That's right. But you know, John, Mario coin, coin inflation is not the only thing we're looking at. You know what else stimulates me? <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. And we all know what it is. It's the next episode of the RE Returns Podcast. Oh, boys, we are back. And we're back. And we're in person this week. We are in person, yeah. I came down to old North Carolina for locals again because it's such a great experience. Dude, be careful that you don't fall asleep in the middle of this. Uh, dude, I am in you're the on vortex. The you're dude. in the, vo- the vortex. Dude, this thing is a, a contraption that allows you to travel through space and time. Different <laughs> fucking... Like, I feel like this This is... This is <laughs> Carrie's what if Carrie's what if that's right I feel like the watcher when I plop in this thing I just find myself myself in other universes it's wild just spectating just just possibilities of future and past dude it's nuts it is so so for the the viewer or the viewers the listeners at home um when Alex my roommate and I moved down here um we you know we didn't have much furniture and Alex just goes online and he finds the largest beanbag that Amazon sells and purchases it sight unseen. And we now have this like six foot memory foam, like just this enormous beanbag. And this thing is so comfortable. Whatever, look at this position you're in, Chris. Whatever position you just happen I feel like to, an Egyptian god <laughs> sitting whatever here. Whatever you happen to flop into it in, it just perfectly conforms yeah. to that. And you're just chilling. You're just so comfortable. That you will just often fall asleep. I just need someone to feed me grapes and I'm in just like a perfect position. Dude, hold on. You have grapes? Get the (laughs) fuck out of here. No. No. That sounds like a fridge opening and grapes. No. This is unreal. And we're keeping this in, by the way. This is too funny. While he's going to get these grapes, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, <laughs> we got spoilers out the ass. We've got, you know, Opus 15 right around the corner. 
This is exciting, and apparently I'm getting some grapes. So this is just some nice extra bonus content to add some fluff to this. What's probably going to be a lengthy episode. Oh my god, you have grapes. Uh, well. <laughs> and here you can have all the bottom grapes because they're all like, up in there. Yes. <laughs> all right, Chris. The experience is completed. Yes. Oh, these are great. These are good grapes. Hmm. They're returns a great cast. <laughs> the minute approved. That's right. But uh, like I said, you know, we're back for the next episode. I'm your host, Chris Adams, and with me live at the precinct. Or I guess I'm at your precinct. That's uh, right. John Schreiner, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Here at the... Uh... At the remote office. That's right. That's right. Feeding your grapes. This is where we do a stakeout here. At the, <laughs> a stakeout at the Vortex office. Mm. Mm. But like I was saying, while you were so graciously going to grab these grapes, and we have a lot to grapes talk about today. Um, grapes. God, God damn it. <laughs> oh. We've got a, uh, you know, we got a lot of spoilers to go through. Um, we've got you know just Opus Fifteen. When I say it's right around the corner, it is literally right around the corner. Um, then we've got. Um, some uh, some news as far as you know, there are some pre-release delays, which you know we kind of expected. Um, we got events, yeah, events. Um, we've got you know locals to talk about, mm-hmm. which is literally why why I've come down here, why I'm here in person today. Um, also, the garlic bites. I was here. I really yeah, came for the really, garlic bites. Yeah. But um, then we, we've got we're going to do. You know, Adam and I a while back on an earlier episode had talked about like you know what we think like the best like we did like the best S abilities top you know mm-hmm, we've, mm-hmm. we've done those top ten lists but you know we're we're f- fifteen sets in and we just passed the four year anniversary of this game so our and yeah. the game has definitely changed hell so I, I I picked it up at Opus Four the game is definitely different way different oh, from yeah. then and. We That's thought, what I heard about when I started too. Yeah, I remember yeah. the Opus Four pre-release was like my first. Like, that was my very first time. My own packs. Yeah. yeah, same. Absolutely, and then obviously, Bo- I will know Petite Cup for, in Ohio was my first, and Boston was like two weeks after that. Yeah, so that was like our first, like my first, like foray into the competitive scene. Um, but some cards have just clearly been just outclassed. Like they just don't hold a candle or they're just shadows of their form like an aging like an aging ball player who's uh you know had a storied career but john you kind of stick him out there because you know the people at home like him every once in a while somebody remembers him and he he's like always in the conversation just from prestige but we all know you know there's some gray hair showing it's you know those those knees are creaking that's right it's time maybe just for like let us you know send you off with a nice happy honorary, you know, yep. celebration instead of, you you know, you stand there and it's just embarrassing. You yeah, just, let, you let's just celebrate your career. You're on versus... the field and, and they're just, they're killing you with a 2CP backup and, yeah. you know, you're just, you're just bringing shame to your whole family. That's right. You should have hung it up on, to go out on top. That's right, yeah. So we're, with that being said, we're going to be covering in our main topic, uh, the first inaugural class of the RVA Returners FFTCG Hall of Fame. Yeah, and these are all cards that, um, obviously cards like Shantoto belong in like the all-time Hall of Fame. Yeah, She'll get there. She'll get there. She's, she's still like putting up amazing yeah. career numbers. Yeah, Shantoto point. just, she, she looks like she hasn't aged today. Yes. Um, we're, we're really uh, looking more at cards that it's time to put them out to pasture. Yeah, you know, they they're just pretty much done. Cards, they've printed new cards that just do it better. Yeah. Or, they just don't 
provide the presence that they used to provide. That they're just yeah. like, oh, why are it, it's almost more of a why are you playing this? Yeah, I mean, in some of them, like there might be like this experimental new surgery that comes out that yeah. you know that they get their knees fixed and they get right back out in there and they. They they look like they're as good as some of the good kids, but they're never going to be a first round draft pick again. I don't think. Never, never. Yeah, they're definitely a role player. They're they're the <laughs> veteran presence in the locker room mm-hmm, at this point. Um, and they're more best. coach than anything, like you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, they're yeah. definitely more of a coach. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. And we, you know, at, at the end of the cash, you know, when we post everything, we'd like to know what you guys think about some of these choices, or if there's any that you have. But uh, with that being said, John, let's go ahead and put. You know, it's just it's just. Go to a place where we can get informed of all the happenings, all the all the who's, the what's, the where's, the why's, and even the how's mm. of the FFTCG metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We are here to announce that we have <laughs> the RVA returners have joined. No, no, no. The RVA returners are now called the Meta. We are now called the Meta, the meta, the meta returners. No, but um, we're, there's only one place. You know what it is at this point. John, take us away. You know where we're going. That's why they call it's it the, the news. It's the news. It's the news. So first up, John, you know what the top of the top story of the hour is. We need to know how it's doing. Give us the Octagon State of the Union. Mr. President, we need the State of the Union. <laughs> Mr. President. We have the President. Can we get that uh, partner? <laughs> All right, I guess we're here. I finally get to see the documents in the person. Document. These are, you can tell how important these documents are. <laughs> oh, these boy. are, there's figures on them, dude. There's, there's important, <laughs> important earnings reports. High C circle yeah. with a question mark next yeah. to it. So we've got, we've got really critical documents here that, uh, they tell us all about the Octagon State of the Union, Chris, and it is grand. We are wrapping up. We just had our last Opus 14 event last week. It's been won the last two weeks by Avalanche. I don't think mm-hmm. a big surprise to anybody. That's not only uh, the hot new kid on the street. Hot new kid. Okay, hold on. Sorry. It's not that kind of cast. <laughs> Whoa. Not, not only is it the hot new thing or the new kid on the block, mm-hmm. um, but it's also just a really good deck. And we'll talk about that a little when we get yeah. into Locals and the old, the old Tech Deck team deck this week. But um, I don't think it's any surprise to anybody to see that doing well. Um, and we were giving out some starters two weeks ago, thanks to our friends at Bull Cards of Evilies and the Light. Yeah. Um, we raffled some off. We had some to give away this last week. Um, also, thanks to Cards of Evilies, we had um, some foil promos to give out. And now, Chris, we're going to go into a title week, which I yeah. think might look a lot like those last two weeks. Mm. But we always like to check in on title, check in on our old friend, give him a call, make sure everything's going okay, that the, that their health's all right. Um, and check on title right before we move into hopefully the week after that, um, Opus 15. Yeah, so absolutely. Things are great, man. I know that uh, online we've got a tournament coming up for Xanarkind at the beginning mm-hmm. of December, which means maybe sometime in January we'll be looking to do something of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Chris, I mean, uh, the online tournament's definitely slowing down for us as we're looking to start having more in-person tournaments. Indeed. Using some of that right RBA price support. Yeah. yeah. So... That's all I. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I cut no, off your no, perfect no, no, segue. No, no, that, no, that's perfect. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were just going to keep on going because, like you said, um, 
you know, we do have the Xanderkin tournament mm-hmm. on the fourth, mm-hmm. and then the following week we've the got 11th. a win a box down here. That's right. Um, in, Game at Game Theory, which is a fantastic, fantastic shop. You know, we've talked about them pretty much throughout the entire time we've been doing the cash. You know, a lot of great LQs there, a lot of great events there. The quality of play there is excellent. You, you see Sam Tool there often, mm-hmm. you know, Hunter Nance, that's his local store. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Foreman. Foreman Galloway. Yeah, there. a lot of great people, dude, like Tawa, Tyler, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergio. You know, Sergio, of course. Uh, the Grants. I'll just name everybody. <laughs> you know, yeah, now, now I'm going to get in trouble for who I don't name. Exactly, but yeah. it, it's a great group of people, and you get some quality play. Uh, you know, William Lowe. You know, who mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the the player formerly known as LT15G. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. But, yeah, like, so... Every know. single person. I, lo- I love every bone of my locals, dude. It's really such a good time every time. And then we get to go out after, and I get to, like, learn more about them and meet all these people and just hang out and, like, just... Just instant group of friends when we got down yeah. here it was really sweet. It it's, is kind of uh, nice to have like the chia friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just throw, <laughs> just add water, and you're there. Yeah. And uh, it's been it's been really cool. And then you can come down here and you you know just come right out with us, and it's such a good time. Well, dude, and, and that's why you know before we get into the you know, I guess really the big event coming up in February, we'll talk about that here in mm-hmm. a second. But um, you know, we'll kind of segue with locals. You know, talk about in person stuff. Um, it's you know two and a half hour drive for me. Like that's that's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the that's kind of the limit I want to drive. And I was telling you yesterday when because it's it's just a little quick overnight trip. Yeah, I got up when I left that morning. I felt like I was driving to a tournament. Like, oh man, this feels great. Just a quick little dink and dunk day, one day win a box type thing. You know, dink and dunk. Yeah, so dinkle, 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 bick. (laughs) (laughs) He is in boy, but um, but like, there's such a great feeling here, and and our locals have been attempting to step up, but it's just like none of us are on the same page. Like, we tried Mondays. Half of us can't do Mondays. Uh, Tuesdays just a no go. Um. Now we're like trying to do Wednesday or Thursday, where some are like, "Well, I can do Thursday." Some are like, "I can do Wednesday," and it just it just really really depends. And you know, it's just not it just hasn't shaped back up. And our local store battlegrounds like they're a hard stop at nine. Like they're still working under limited hours. Mm-hmm. You know, just and I get it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell a store they can't operate how they want to operate. And, right. And like so. There's a lot of things impeding our locals getting back in. And mm-hmm. I said all that to say this. Um, the fact that I have a, that there's just this strong locals game theory scene that it, it's almost like encapsulated in time. It's almost like you would think that, other than everybody wearing masks in the store, you would think that COVID never happened mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of just like, I mean, we're averaging, I mean, it's always four rounds. It's always like, what, 10 plus, 15 plus people? Yeah. So it's all like that's. I mean, that's a good. When we go to dinner, it's like twelve plus people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The people who come out to eat. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So it's a good thing, and it's something that you know, a two and a half hour drive. That's something I can definitely do once a month, at least at minimum once a month, Mm -hmm. and just you know, it it scratches that itch. Because I was telling them at dinner last night, um, prior to the last locals I had come down to when me and Adam came down, was I hadn't played in person. Final Fantasy since Reunion 2. Ugh. That's January 2020. Yes, I've played a couple webcam games. I've played a couple... Really, we games, play at the kitchen table when I visit, but... like Yeah, but like that's same. not like yeah. sitting down across from like an opponent in like... An, in a, in a, Roll out your mat, dude. Take yeah. out the dice. Yeah, we're in like, we're in like a, a competitive setting. And like, it, it's it's keeping me it's knocking the rust off you're like, literally prizing out yeah I, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I've, I've gone 
I've gone X one both times and finished top four both times. You got in your magic packs and cracking your mythics. dude. Yeah, I was saying get get my Innistrad Midnight Hunt and I'm getting like you know my full art Planeswalkers and my mm-hmm. my foil mythic. So it's like I'm definitely uh, prizing out, but it's you know. That aside, I mean, I should probably just start bunking, you know, just fucking the banking credit, yeah. credit, just uh, go infinite. That's what Alex and I are doing, it's just like, yeah, there's just some yeah. some account somewhere is accruing credit because they don't have the Opus uh, 14 right now. That's what I need to do. I'll start doing that next time, but the next time, John, will very likely be the Winna Box yeah. uh, that we've talked about. Um, the 11th of December. Yeah, yeah that's going to be, be awesome. It'll be two weeks after the official release of Opus, uh, yeah. Opus 15. So it's going to be the Wild West. It sure will be. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm definitely excited about that. And, um, you know, it's um, we're going to get a lot of people. Uh, Curtis Kang, uh, Ron Esqueta, you know, the, the homies from, I mean, you know, maybe Top 8 Johnny. Adam Dunky D, Adam dude. Dunky, oh, Dunky Dunks is coming, too. Dunky. Which, which I would expect if Adam Duncan's coming, I would expect maybe a couple people, maybe like Daniel or mm-hmm. Trevor to be in tow. Mm-hmm. So we're, uh, Virginia's going to come in hot, and I really the hope. The Returners, dude. Yeah, the return the, of the Returners. That's right. I think we should all jersey up. Oh, I'll be jerseyed up, bro. Yeah. It's a tournament. That's right. you got to jersey up. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be exciting. And then, um, you know, which is a nice... Um, practice run because in february in it's out it's in illinois right is it in chicago yeah chicago bahamut brawl yeah the bahamut brawl 2 right mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm uh i am going to be going to this i am going to be there it's far enough away that i can plan in advance and you know i've already talked to some people about you know possible getting some lodging together yeah and just to make it a fun i know we're on thing. a list bro yeah, yeah yeah um I, they just put out information today about like the after party that you get access to if you when you buy your ticket. It's fucking sick. And dude, there's all these people like playing Final Fantasy music mm-hmm. at this after party, like live musical guests. And one of them is this band called Arc Impulse. Mm-hmm. Dude, when we're done with the cast, I will play you their Final Fantasy VI album. That Joe turned me on to this, and mm-hmm. he like he talked to the guy, and he's like, "Yeah, they say that you can play it on stream if you just plug them." So I like plugged their album for a couple weeks, oh, and that was the music we listened to. They're incredible Final Fantasy VI like mixes, mm-hmm. um, so that's actually so hype. I'm like, I, like I was like on oh, after party. It's kind of weird. I'll, we usually do our own like after yeah. or whatever, but like, oh shit, nope, I'm there. I, I, I'm going to be there. That's going to be nuts. I'm gonna be drinking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's for sure. But you want to drink with your old boy Chris in February? You better come on out. The Bahamut Brawl, dude. Airbnb. Yeah, that's right. That's what the Airbnbs are good Bahamut for. Dude. Bahamut beers, baby. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, that's, and it's exciting, dude, that these events, I mean, you know, Haunted Hotel happened, we already went over that, and now we've got Bahamut Brawl's already the next one to look forward to, there's a local event in between, Mm -hmm. things are paced just so, so perfectly, it's back. And we have a chance to, like, explore the new set, which is gonna segue us into probably our lengthiest piece of news, John, we've got a lot of spoilers to go, most of them are community spoilers, and some of these we, some of these we can just kind of glaze over, because some of them suck. Yeah. But like some of them are interesting. <laughs> some of them um, sure. Yeah. That's right. Um and like like and we'll talk more um cuz some of these like I feel like the set's very polarizing like there's some really good cards mm-hmm. and then there's some bad cards. I feel like there's very little in between. Yeah, um I don't know. I I think that there's maybe a lot of very medium cards. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess they're not super bad. Like I mean, this one we're going to talk about first is one of those like like bad, no, but like you know, very outside good of enough, the box. no, you exactly. Know? So let's uh, just dive in, man. Let's yeah, let's just... dive in. So, so these, like Chris said, are mostly a lot of community spoilers. So we'll also try and mention where they came from because we have the uh, Sharina does such a good job yes. with the FFTCG boards, just like really comprehensive 
information organized in such a Unless way. you can read German. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. Look, I have got them pulled up too, man. Yeah. I've got them pulled up too, but they uh, organize them by element, which is nice, but it makes it hard for me to see what we didn't, yeah. like, which ones we didn't get already, so. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we're going to start these off with, this is uh, from our old friend KP, the KP Talks yes, Facebook indeed. page. Uh, it's KUSIP, a 2CP Kusip backup is uh, category twelve. Category twelve, and it, while it is definitely a Moogle, his job is master artificer, right, and yes. it's uh, tap, discard three cards, each of a different card type, put Kusip into the break zone, draw four cards. Cards neat. Um, again, outside the box, like you're going to have to discard forward, backup, summon, monster, whatever, in that combination. Um, I take it back. I don't think this thing's a Moogle. The only, the thing I would really like to see this card in. Yeah. Um. I mean, this is definitely a card that goes in like a monsters deck. I think you discard a forward monster back up, boom, draw four cards. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's probably the most consistent way. Or I don't know. Take you, forward summon backup or forward monster backup, and yeah. that's it. That's all the types. Yeah, that's that's literally it. Or I could even see this being some kind of cute one of fun of in like a Doga list or something where you're like oh, I'll just get rid of this extra Sarah I don't need uh, this. I'll put this Ceramobius in the break zone and uh, this summon to fuel Moshery and I'll just draw fucking four cards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there there's some implications, but it's kind of, it, it's going to be a very deck-specific card. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I think it's hard to find a space for it. Yeah, you know, sure. It, it's like, not that this is bad, it's just like, it's so like narrow yes. into when it's good that, yeah. Mm. But I think you'll see people exploring it because like yeah draw yeah. four cards is draw four cards you know what i mean like it's really yeah. hard to well you're, you're really drawing one right you're, you're changing three cards into new cards right so it, it's definitely one of the you know we always talk about the increase in card quality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um this is that plus yeah, this is card quality is always plus good. always good it's just exactly. that you have to maybe get a you got to do a little bit of setup to get a exactly. nice big filter but yeah he's, he's the artificer dude he's gonna you know change those cards you're gonna you're gonna you know Forge some new options, and it's not—it's a reusable thing too, which is cool. He doesn't put himself in the break yeah, zone; he, he, he sticks around. Oh, he, oh, he does. Oh, he does. Zone. Okay, I didn't read that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> never okay. mind. He I definitely did. does. Yeah, okay, yeah. I thought never mind. No, no then, that, then he would be much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's still fine, but I thought, yeah, I just if he didn't say that, he would definitely be played. I think. Like, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, forget I said that. Yeah, it's still fine. It's still a neat card. Um, I guess we'll go to the next one here. This is from, uh, I guess, the Southeast Asia uh, Final Fantasy Facebook page. Yeah, I think there's a few. They have, like, a couple because their community gets some. They get, like, a certain number that Southeast Asia is supposed to do, but they don't really have many, like, content creators, so they end up just doing them over time on the page, but that's fine. Yeah, well, this one is a, uh, this is a new orphan. It's a 5CP, Ice Forward, EX Burst, uh, Theat Rhythm, and Category 13, uh, Policy Job. EX Burst, when your opponent discards one or more cards from their hand due to your summons or abilities, choose a forward opponent controls and dull it. Uh, at the beginning of your attack phase, during each of your turns, your opponent discards a card from their hand. So, you know, I mean, obviously if you're playing discard, you probably want to give this guy a look. I mean, but like, and the fact that it's just at the start of the attack phase on each of your turns, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- it's neat, but I feel like, the game draws. So, I mean, we looked at a card that literally just said discard three, draw four. Uh, you look at a card, a deck like, you know, Doga or like the uh, the the Viridian pile, as they call it, where you're just constantly just you you got constantly like sometimes you're you almost have too many cards to do things with, and you have to go to discard. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. is I guess what I'm saying is, John, is there even a space for discard to even matter? Anymore? 
There could be, right? There's definitely some discard cards that are coming out we're going to talk about that are There's definitely a good. Yeah. yeah. Um, this guy, I just wonder why, like, I get that the Kuja is a legend. I get that this is a rare, but I feel like this could have been Dulla and Freeze. The, it's the EX burst Dulla guy. Mm-hmm. Your opponent discards a card from their hand, Dulla. Like, uh, Baralai is the 3 CP. He has Dull and Freeze on yeah. him when they discard a card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the beginning of the attack phase during each of your turns, you know, so if this guy survives, or you play him, and then you immediately go into attack phase, and they'll discard a card. So he, he has, like, the pseudo ETB. Yeah. On him, uh, and then you'll dole a guy, but I think this could have just been dull and freeze, and he would have seen some play. As it is here, I don't know. Um, I think, mm-hmm. like, Veristel decks like this. Yeah, I can see that. Because um, they're just going to make, you know, they're going to play this guy. He's another EX guy that dulls something, which is mm-hmm. good for them to just get through. Yeah. They're going to put this in there, because when they play this, and then they go to their attack phase, their opponent discards a card, and they dull a guy, so they're also, like, they don't have great card advantage post bear style stuff, mm-hmm. so they're also kind of like keeping the board more at parity, stopping yeah. their opponent from getting too far away from them. So I think this finds a home in those decks, but sure. otherwise, man. Mm. All right, uh, next up, you go got... ahead. You give that one a shot. Oh dude. man, Gar Camerica, Gar Camerica, yeah, Gar Camerica, Gar Camerica. Garchi? Kamakura? Kamarka? Kamarka? Whatever. Oh, G! Oh, G! No, dude, it's G. Gar Kamakura? Gar Kamerica? Kamersura? Whatever. It's a 3CP win monster. Um, uh, Sorry, this is a summon. 3CP summon. It looks like a monster. Uh, So summon. Before paying the cost to uh, cast Gar Kamarika? You may pay... That's right. Fuck yeah. You may pay a crystal to reduce the cost required. Okay, so you may pay a crystal to reduce the cost required to cast Garmaka by two. So basically, you can turn this 3 CP summon into a 1 CP summon. And then you select one of the two following actions choose a forward of cost two or less, return it to its opponent's, uh, to return it to its owner's hand and draw a card, or choose a forward of five or more and break it. So, John, we're either bouncing a two drop or less and drawing a card. When I looked it up, Chris, uh-huh. it says, yeah, we don't know how to pronounce his name either. Sick. <laughs> that's, that's the top, that's the wiki entry for, for Big G here. Oh, that's right. Uncle Bobby G, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But what do we think of this, John? We're either, uh, we're either uh, paying, we're pay, uh, casting it for three or we're using a crystal, which we don't really know much about yet. Um, Paying, you know, paying one for it, or bouncing a two drop or less to its owner's hand and drawing a card, or we're choosing a forward of cost five or more and breaking it. Yeah, so I mean, for for one, this is a great summon yes. because of all the bounce stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, return the thing, draw a card, ends up being kind of like Chocobo. Yep. Um, the fact that like you can both use it for your own little loopy weird things, and it has the blow up a five or more forward, mm-hmm. um, makes it like really, really solid modal summon if it was like. Two or less, but mm-hmm. as it stands, it's three. I don't know. It's maybe a little tight in wind to find space for these. But I think that if you're playing a wind strategy, we'll see um, if there is a forward that that just works so well with. Because, I mean, honestly, all it takes is like one really strong 2CP forward that has a good ETB or has a reason that you want to loop it for this guy to see some play, especially if we end up kind of incidentally creating crystals in wind. Because I think we've only seen crystal cards so far in Earth, 
lightning and fire. I think so. Yeah, Furion and fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. Earth we haven't seen. I think that we saw two so far of the backups that create crystals when yeah. they enter the field. So I think that. Oh no, we did see the Rem, right? Doesn't she create a crystal? Hold on. Uh, I don't did know. We, I think we might have seen the wind one that makes. Let me just do a quick little. Let me look into the future, Chris. Let me, just, let me just peep the field. Oh God, I, I felt feelings when I scrolled yeah, by. Right. Jesus. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, so uh, you yes. can put her in the break zone to gain a crystal, and she's um, she basically comes in and activates something. So if that if that's the only way to do crystals and wind, probably not yet. Um, but I mean, of course, you could also do wind X with this guy. So we'll see. It, it, we still, like Chris said, we don't have the full picture at all on how easy it is to get crystals. Yeah. Whether or not we're sitting there with a pocket full of them, looking to spend them on stuff, this guy becomes really, really good. Yep. If, Agreed. If they're hard to get, and we have to be pretty choosy about what we spend them on. Yeah, if we have to go around our elbow to get to our wrist on crystals, it's not worth it. Like, if it's I only get to either Robo-Ack Bell or cast this guy for I'm one. Robo-Ack Bell. Yeah, and there's other ways to reduce the cost of this summon. I mean, just, you know, like a Moshri. Exactly. This guy's two cost, and that's pretty good. So, yeah, I think it. I think it two, it's fine. Yeah, certainly not a bad summon. Just um, the crystal stuff we'll have to see. Yeah, so let's go to, let's go to the next one here. This is from... Uh, this is from a uh, oh, from Rainy Street. From Rainy, right? yeah, yeah. She got the old FF six card, dude. Mold yeah. jelly, yeah, indeed. And um, obviously, I love you know, I'm a big sucker for uh, for Edgar here, which the we got to do the king. Hail to the king, baby. Uh, so he's a two CP backup fire uh, job king, which again always relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says when Edgar enters the field, choose one forward you control. It gains three thousand power till the end of the turn. If it's a Category 6 forward, it also gains when this forward attacks, choose one forward opponent controls, and deal it 7,000 damage until the end of the It's a neat card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem I, I have with this card um, is the problem I'm going to have with pretty much every fi- Category 6 outside of Ultros that they've spoiled so far is that these don't help the category mm-hmm. any more or any less. And, the, and he's he's fighting in a very tight space with a, a with a two C another two C P backup that can give you a relevant one K boost when necessary. And while I like this card, mm-hmm. this isn't a turn one backup like the other one is. Yeah. This, and I think that's the problem. Uh, in general, backups that are like this tend to be a little harder to use, right? Mm-hmm. Like um you have to end up having like these really strong combos. Like that ninja backup is mm-hmm. good with cards that like take advantage of oh if I touch something with my damage yeah. something happens. Um but yeah it, it's tough to even the cards that are like when they enter the field a guy gets bigger. Like think about yeah. that two CP knock this backup that was like oh when he enters he buffs a fifteen character. It's yeah. like it's just you can't plan around that very well in the backup slot. Now if it ends up being that whatever the Final Fantasy deck looks like or sorry the Final Fantasy six deck looks like feels like how we're talking about Avalanche where all of a sudden we feel very strongly mm-hmm. like in that list we can play some uh, backups that feel more summon like yes. like these um, but there are very few decks where those feel strong so I do think that pound for pound there's probably more situations where this guy is better than the other two CP but I don't think you can guarantee those situations as often as you'd like so we'll have to see but there's a there's a world where we end up playing this guy over the other one. I guess it just depends on if there's any other further synergies with it, with other six cards. Like we are, we've only seen one, I oh know we've seen two red six cards in this set. So yeah. And but, neither of them are great. And we'll talk about the second one, but 
one in the, the, so two scenarios where I'm playing Leo, this card, but he's not saving the archetype. Exactly. So there's two scenarios I like this card. One's a little more practical. I don't hate this as like a one of fun of in like a samurai's list because mm-hmm. he's just gonna cyan's gonna cook multiple things. Oh at yeah, this yeah, point. yeah. Um, which I think is a good just it's a good simple application, very topical, straightforward, and worth trying. Mm-hmm. Um, now the other one. John, you know I love me some drill. Oh, Chris, the, we're talking about the lead or dude, the hero forward. We're talking about tool time, baby. <laughs> I'm, my my <laughs> nine, uh, my uh, my nine Edgar deck is finally gonna have. Oh, and we're gonna we're, mine we're, is the drill that shall pierce the heavens. Dude, Chris, that yes, you're saying to me? and uh, it's gonna be a fire ice archer top. Remember, we're calling it Ed Ed Nettie. It's just all Ed, Edgar, all Edward, and all Eduardo. Ed, Eduardo, dude. Ed Ed Nettie, perfect. Yeah, that's the only two scenarios where I'm playing this card for right now. Um, but I think it's I think it's a card that we're that's like most Edgar's, so with the exception of the Opus Four one. This is one that's gonna I think this one we'll see play at some point. So next up unless you got any other thoughts on Edgar other than No, dude, I'm just singing some Ed and Eddie yes. song, baby. Next up we got our man Plank here. No, uh we got a, <laughs> a, a new flan. It's a uh, jumbo flan. I think, is this the first in this cycle that we've seen? I think this is the first in this monster cycle. Uh, maybe, probably. I, I think, I'm, I'm going to say yes and then be wrong. No, it's okay. Yeah, I, but, it yeah, prob- I think it is the first. I think they just they let the community take the monsters. Yeah. So this is from the Crystarium. Yep, so we've got a cycle of monsters here. They're two CP monsters. I want to say they're, they're two CP 6K monsters. So it's a so Jumbo Flan, multi-unit, uh, category 10. When Jumbo Flan enters the field, choose one forward, dull and freeze it. For two CP, not too terrible. He's, he's like mm-hmm. Genesis. Um, and then for zero, until the end of the turn, Jumbo Flan becomes a forward with 6,000 power. At the end of the turn, break Jumbo Flan. You can only use this ability once per turn. Yeah, I so, like these. Yeah, I think they're really neat. Nice. Uh, was what, what do we call them? Single use, uh, just single use disposable monsters. Yeah, yeah just single literally use disposable what they monsters. Are. Yeah, dude. Just the uh, this Jumbo Flan comes in. He stops somebody from attacking, and then he chump blocks something else, yeah. or um, he dulls and freezes it, and then next turn gets in for a point of damage. Yeah. And either way, he's done his job and a little extra by the time he's on his way to the break zone. So I yep. think you don't mind that that much at all. Yeah, and it's a low investment. I think I think and this cycle is really neat. Yeah, which is also relevant. But yeah, very fun monster. Um, I, I like this cycle a lot. Um, how much play they'll see, I don't know. Moving on, we got a, a kind of a disappointing one here. We got a new Aranea. Oh, oh Aranea. From Ready Check Radio, dude. So the the, CP, the innovator got to oh, help yeah. spoil this one. Though in title, Aranea can Aranea in an Aranea, dude. So there it is. There it is. That, that's uh, that's the best thing you can do with this card. Um, so it's a two CP Aranea EX burst, uh, Job Dragoon, which is still relevant. Um, EX burst when Aranea enters the field, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a lightning card, add it to your hand. So she replaces herself more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at damage three, the Job Dragoon Forge, you control gain two thousand power. So, you know, if you're if you don't have access to Aranea, which I mean, it's, it's starting you to happen. You can't get Aranea because she. Oh she, no, you can't get Aranea. She went from like a two dollar legend to like a twenty five dollar legend, like <laughs> almost. Once Dragoon started doing well, so like if you don't have access to that, she's a fine. She is a fine substitute, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
a nice budget option. She's going to buff the team at damage three, which you're going to be at. Mm-hmm. And she she replaces herself. She draws you a card. So she's basically, you know, at damage three, she is a two CP 5K. She is on curve at that point. Yeah. So it's fine. It's She's not, she's not replacing the other RNA at any time. Well, so. yeah, because the other RNA is also good at damage three. So, like, when you start talking about, like, well, maybe playing, like, a split of these, it just doesn't... It doesn't know. feel good. That don't feel good. Maybe you still stick a few in there. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it draws you a card. Right, right. Nick. Yeah. Another Nick. South Southeast Asia Facebook page community spoiler. Yeah, we're, we're just plugging the whole community here. And this one's the, the lightning uh, cycle, a uh, lightning monster of this cycle. So it's Thunder Drink Thunder. So when Thunder Drake enters the field, choose one for, and these are all, I must say they're all two CP 6Ks. I believe so. Or the, the faded 6K. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Thunder Drake enters the field, choose a four to cost two or less and break it, and the same effect uh, until the end of the turn. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to read this on the rest of them. All of these monsters have for zero until the end of the turn. X monster becomes a forward with 6,000 power, and then at the end of the turn, you break it. It breaks, yeah. Yes. So. This one's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're trading a disposable monster for you know a card like Sophie, which mm-hmm. I don't hate. So I mean, again, I like this cycle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This guy's good against exactly like you said. You know, Sophie or these other two CP terrors right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good at cracking them. It, it is a little weird because it's like an ETB thing. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not as good as some other monsters where it would have something where you like actively break like the other like a dragon where you yeah. break the two cp when it matters most yeah um which does make it a little weaker against what sophie's good at doing mm-hmm. which is damage at the end of the turn not necessarily so much just being there on your turn isn't yep. as important what category me. is this i can't it's hard for me to see uh this is 12 okay yeah revenant wings okay gotcha gotcha yep um but yeah i think it's not bad dude um just coming in and breaking you know two for two yeah it's, and it's... then another either block or point of damage later again like the flan, he's done what he came to do when you play him. Yep. It's just, unlike the flan, the flan, that's universal. If there's a forward, I can interact with it. Yep. This guy, he only cares about very specific forwards. That's usually the more narrow an ability is, the less likely you are to include the card. Yep. But it's all right. Um, again, that's the whole thing about the cycle. They're all just yeah. fine. And they're also just common monsters, man. Yeah. So, you know, some of them aren't going to yeah. be crazy. And uh, speaking of nothing crazy, we've got another headhunter here that's not named Lonnie. It's a new Bagaman. Uh, job Headhunter, Category 12. Uh, when Bagaman or Job Headhunter enters your field, place a bounty counter on Bagaman. Uh, remove one bounty counter from a character. Choose a forward. It gains 2,000 power till the end of the turn. Uh, and for tap, remove four bounty counters from any number of characters. Choose a Dolph character and break it. We're doing a lot of work here, John. Well, we're trying. Um, <laughs> oh, he's trying. Uh, Bagaman is like... The the saving grace for him, if he will ever see anything other than the inside of the bulk box, mm-hmm. is going to be that he can remove bounty counters from other characters, yeah. um, and that his second ability removes bounty counters from all characters. So, like, yeah, he's farming counters on himself whenever other guys enter, but the other guys also get counters in other ways. Mm-hmm. So, when you're getting them in, like, multiples, it's easier for him to cash in on them. So it's not as slow as, like, play four guys yeah. after playing Bag Omnin, which is, like, an impossible ask as far as slow plays go. Yeah. Um, if Lael Bearer counter, Lael doesn't see play, and, you know, Vanille, Soul, whatever counter doesn't see play, uh, this is asking a lot. Mm-hmm. But I do think some of the Headhunters 
aren't terrible because Lonnie's a headhunter. Yeah. But this, uh, Lonnie doesn't save this guy, I don't think. No, not at all. This is the third bag omnin to, like, not do enough for headhunters, I think, too, exactly. right? So I think you actually might even be better off with the ones that, like, cheat other guys in. Yep. So. Agreed. Uh, next up, we have the uh, the blue, uh, the water version of the monster cycle. So again, I'm not going to read it zero ability because it's the same. Uh, this blue uh, blue worm jo- uh, drop dragon category twelve. Uh, when blue worm enters the field, draw a card. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a little cantrip. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, cantrips are not bad. Yeah, this I think this one may be the best of the bunch, honestly, because it's just it's never bad to cycle a card. It's also cool, like realm. Um, just puts this and gets you a card. Yeah. And so Realm can also put in one drops to draw cards. So yeah. it's just like neutral. And then the thing yeah, is better Realm than the Whale Zombie. Free, yeah. Because Whale Zombie let you draw a card, but then never ever did anything else. This is still like at some point a forward when it matters. And yeah. also water is one of those few colors where like it matters to just turn on a forward at some point. Like yeah. the fact that I could just, oh, I can pump like a Cloud of Darkness or like a yep. CAG effect by yeah. like adding a forward temporarily to my board is pretty yep. cool too. Absolutely. So yeah, solid card. I think that's probably the best of the bunch. Uh, next up, we have another headhunter. It's a backup. Bagua. Uh, Waggy. 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 Oh, what? Ruh-roh, Blaggy. Oh, ruh-roh, Blaggy. Indeed. Well, he's a uh, he's a 4CP fire backup. When uh, Blaggy or a job headhunter enter the field, put a bounty c- counter on Blaggy. Exactly. Uh, he is tap, remove a bounty counter from a character, draw a card. You can only use his ability once per turn. So... Like I this think guy's good. This this is a good card. Yeah, this guy is just good. Yes. Um so like this guy enters the field, he gets a counter right away. Yep. So it's like he can he doesn't break himself, so the very next turn he can tap to draw a card. Yeah, which I, I, I honestly I like this card in a limited environment. Why would you not play this card? It's just yeah. you play him and uh, you save that counter to draw a card when you need it. Yeah, at, at the absolute least this guy's a delayed gramps. Yes. Um but then you play Let's say, you know, the Bagomnum, remember we talked about if he gets counters from other guys, so if Bwagi's down and then Bagomnum enters the field, Bagomnum and Bwagi both get a counter, right? And that's three, you know, or up to three counters. Oh, but, you know. Yeah, I almost feel like I would rather use every single counter I get to tap this guy and draw a card. Yeah, it's also because this guy's a backup, right? Yeah. So it's like tapping the backup is fine. That's what my backups are trying to do. Yes. Anyway. Tapping the forward to not attack and to, like, Maybe to break him. one dull guy character. Yeah. Well, dull character isn't bad. Yeah, at least you get a backup mm-hmm. or something. But, yeah, I don't know. I think this guy is more universally good. Yes, I agree. I like this card. Also, just this guy with Lonnie is good. Yeah. It, it ends up being one counter, two counter, and it'll draw two cards. Mm-hmm. So it's just really nice, efficient little thing there for fire. Yeah. And you also got to remember you're probably playing more than one Lonnie in a deck, so this, yeah, this could exactly. potentially draw you four free cards. Yeah, every time you play Lonnie, you get a delayed, you get like a tap my back up to draw a card. Yeah, plus you're getting like good. a discounted card from your opponent. Yeah, yeah, pretty strong. I love it. All right, next up, we've got a uh, a, oh, uh, a standard unit. Where's it? Who's this from? Wasi please. Okay. YouTube. Wasi please. Yeah. yeah. So three uh, CP standard unit, uh, Draco Knight. Uh, 3CP7K forward, uh, when Draco Knight is put from the field into the break zone, you may search for one card named Draco Knight and add it to your hand. So this is basically Soldier First Class, Sinra Soldier. It's it's that standard unit that searches for another standard unit at a certain time. It's fine. It's whatever. Yep. Yep. Moving on. We got a new Vanille, 6CP backup. Uh, she's dual job, which could be important, I suppose. Uh, when Vanille enters the field, select one of the two following actions. Choose a dull forward and break it. Choose up to two forwards in your break zone and add them to your hand. I don't hate this card. 
Yeah. Like it's it's a it's one of it's another one of those big backups where you're like it, it it's basically a two CP backup, right? Um it's like a little bit Mustadio, it's a little bit Minfilia Legend, yeah. and it's not quite as good as either for the benefit of the flexibility between the two. Yeah. Like and this this is a card that like if you're looking for just like a utility backup, uh, you know what? Fuck it, throw one of these in there because maybe maybe it being category thirteen is relevant in some in maybe like a Earth Lightning deck where you're playing Chicken Lightning or some shit. The fact that they've deliberately given this two jobs and have chosen to start giving two jobs and that those at least one of the jobs mm-hmm. seems to always be intentional with synergies in mind now. Uh huh. Um, I'm also excited to see if there's ever like Lacy cards. Mm-hmm. You know, this could like you said that could be relevant here. Um, also, for cards that care about, um, or decks that care about the cost of cards, mm-hmm. it's another one of those ones you can kind of cheat. Like, oh, it's a six that gets two guys back. Yeah. Um, so for, like, you know, Fusoya-type things or anything like that, it's also cool. Yeah, not a bad card. I mean, it's a common, but I think this is just a solid backup. Yeah, great one-of, like, if you're looking for I mean, there's no shortage limited, of good backups sure. in Earth. Big, big play and limited. Big time. Big time. Next up, we got a fun card here. It's a Ooh, new PhD. Cecil. Yeah, it's a uh, 3CP 9K Dark Knight Cecil. So when uh, Cecil enters the field, if you don't pay a crystal, Cecil deals you one point of damage. I don't think you give a shit about that. Mm. Um, so Sometimes I, I think you uh, you, you want the Yeah, like it, this is another, like with monks, putting mm-hmm. you on that first point of damage, you know. But this one, uh, damage three, when Cecil is put from the field into the break zone, you may search for one card named Cecil and play it onto the field. Wild. Really fucking wild. Mm-hmm. And then he has a great S just another another Cecil with a with an S ability that is just simply S. Perfect. And then until the end of the turn he gains two K and first strike and if he deals your opponent damage it becomes he basically gains he gains two K first strike and pretty much double strike. Yeah. Fucking uh, good card, dude. Yeah, it ends up being, like, you put your opponent in a situation immediately where you're like, would you like to lose your big guy mm-hmm. from blocking it, or take two? Like, well, not only that, too, like, you play this guy, you're at one damage, you play this guy, mm-hmm. you're gonna go to two, you block with this guy, he, uh, let's see here, oh, you gotta be at three damage, sorry, you block, yeah, yeah, you yeah. play this guy, then you go to damage three, or you take a hit, then block with this guy, mm-hmm. put another one in play, like Cecil, like you could just do a crazy stuff with this guy. Like I really, really like this card. Um, what yeah. deck it goes in, I don't know. Then something with Rydia. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really, really, really good. I like this card a lot. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, I agree. Definitely gonna see play. Yes. Now we got our man, old fucking, old fucking Freddy Spaghetti Cactuar over here. I love Gigantuar, it. Gigantuar, dude. Yeah, dude, I love it. And again, this is another one of the the wind version of the monster cycle. Um. Job Cactuar, when Gigantuar enters the field, choose a board of cost five or more and deal it 8,000 damage. You know, normally we'd be like, that's bullshit, but uh, the most relevant forward that is big, it's only 8K, is the new fucking Starter Cloud. Yes. This guy just fucking just <laughs> puts pasta in his pocket and rolls off. <laughs> he, he just gets the old Starter Club nice, <laughs> and, nice and clean. You hear like the, like the, 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 no, 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 and they just, just fucking love it. Yeah, otherwise, um, I don't think he's killing too many five drops. Agreed. Uh, this next card, we can just fuck right on over. We've talked about this card. Check out our uh, check out the Returners Weekly from two weeks ago to see all the hype between uh, behind Lud. If you would like to listen to me read you a you know six hundred something word essay on Lud and the potential future, if maybe maybe Chris during one of your nights 
on the vortex, you can you can peep one of these realities oh, man. where Lud is on the table, sleeved, yes, and his or, winged warriors are soaring high or, above the meta. Or I'll peep the reality where we got a better spoiler than this. All the above, we got a lot mm. of options, but mm. uh, this card won't see play. Um, I think the only there's only the only timeline where Lud does see play. But for the you know, since we're already we stopped on it for mm-hmm. um, those who haven't watched the weekly, it's a two CP win forward. Uh, Name it Lud, a job angel slash warrior. Uh, when Lud attacks, all the job warrior forge you control gain 3,000 power till the end of the turn. And at damage three, he gains haste. So at damage three, he's like trying to be an AK with haste for two. Eh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, right? Like, I mean, that could but I got to find three you know, spots for this guy in my deck. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing to talk about. Um, Big another uh, semi disappointment here. We got a new Celis. This uh, card is so close, though, dude. I mean, I, I God just... damn, dude, it's on the cusp, isn't it? Mm. Uh, well, one thing that is not on the cusp is this phenomenal fucking artwork. On yeah, this card. art is great, dude. Um, but let's read her. She's a four CP seven K job rune knight, category six, of course. When Celis enters the field, select one of the two following actions. Search for one card named Lock and add it to your hand. Your opponent or your opponent discards one card from their hand. Then, when one or more Category Six forwards you control form a party and attack, select one of the two following actions: choose up to two characters and freeze them, choose one Category Six character in your break zone and add it to your hand. She's so close, dude. I I would honestly I would like her a lot better if her first ability said. Either choose a card named Lock and add it to your hand, or choose a card named Lock in and your hand it. and play it onto the field. Because mm-hmm. we've also we've seen real quick again going back to the avalanche synergies, mm-hmm. having Jesse being able to search for a cloud or play a cloud is incredibly powerful. Yeah, why can't she do that? With yeah, Locke? I agree. And, and I'm, it's like Jesse's like a starter card. It's yeah, like she's a legend or something. Um, I mean, yeah, getting the lock to your hand is pretty good. There's a new lock in this set that we don't really like at all. Um, so you're probably looking for the 3CP Legend lock, which we'll talk about him in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, it's nice that when one or more six forwards form a party and attack, but they don't have to form a party with another six forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can take advantage of some, maybe some people who have better party attack things. Like, like Light Noctis, mm-hmm. for instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, hey, choose two characters, freeze them. Is pretty deep and like choosing the category six character and putting it in your hand gives you more mirage dives, I mm-hmm. guess, which is kind of cool. Um, she does also help make sure you have mirage dive more frequently in general, mm-hmm. just like searching for locks and putting them back in the hand. Uh, if the six deck is good at all, you're probably playing this over the other sellers, but that's that's where I'm hung up. I, I really want it to be, man. I really, really. Really, 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 really want to play a Final Fantasy VI deck. Like, who are you telling? In the fucking card game that I love again, but I can't. And the, and I think the biggest problem with this with this Celis in particular is like you you got to show me how this one is better than the two other ones and by the two other ones i mean the 3cp that just gets in there by dulling and freezing mm-hmm. people i like this more than that one 
But or the, even the talk about root eight K. Right, the four CP eight K that has a fucking counter spell on top of it, you know what I mean? Like And freezes something when it comes in too. Exactly. And deals four K to dull things, which not so relevant anymore, but like mm-hmm. just the counterplay aspect, which you know, that for a deck that can be aggressive like FF six fire ice, like having just that snap counterplay. Runic just was it, and so it's good. organic. You're not going out of your way to have that counterplay because you're gonna have three to four cellus in your deck anyway. I wish um, this had Runic. I, dude, I, I, I see a world where you can play two of this and two of the other one, but I, I think in a Category 6 deck, you're playing at a minimum one of these in the deck. Mm-hmm. At a minimum. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's going to be there, but like again, I would be way more hype on this, because I don't give a fuck about discarding a card. Yes, I get it. You know, If you have the lock in your hand already, you're going to force the discard, then you're going to play the lock. That's a potential double discard turn there, which... But again, I'm having the same problem with that as I was before. Like, I feel like the game's just drawing more cards, and I don't. We'll we'll talk about Locke a little bit later. But the reason, like, Locke was the reason that deck kind of existed in the first place. And if he can't cut it anymore, adding a card, another card that getting Locke into my hand was never a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna change that or increase that. And like, when she comes into play. You know, yes, you don't want to ever Amaterasu this because at the same time it's like, well, I'm making them discard effectively two cards from their hand, but you, you mean you Amaterasu on the attack trigger. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, I just don't think this card is doing enough for that deck to, like, this, this is not what they needed to bring themselves back to relevance. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like it a lot. I really hope that I'm, I get to play three of these full art beautiful Final Fantasy VI Cellus cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just waiting to see... Just tell me there. Tell me there's something. Square. Yeah, yeah, we're, there's... there's still some six characters to be seen, but uh, speaking of six characters, this is one that I think we'll see play, and I think just slides right into his archetype. Um, John, I know you love you some Ultros, so why don't you go ahead and read this old boy. Uh, so this is one CP Ultros. Mm-hmm. Category six, of course, Octopus Job. Uh, he's a forward when Ultras enters the field from the deck. Choose one forward, put it at the bottom of its owner's deck. Solid. And for two water, put Ultras at the bottom of its owner's deck. If you do so, shuffle your deck. Then reveal the top five cards of your deck and play one card named Ultras from among them onto the field and return the other cards to the bottom of your deck in any order. Um, so this guy's kind of cool. I've been playing an Ultras deck lately. Anybody who is maybe at Haunted Hotel and saw me gunslinging or people locally certainly know I've got this Ultras deck. It's actually, you know, people are going to laugh. It's actually pretty good. Um, this guy's certainly better than what we like to affectionately call the Doobie Smoking Ultras, the, the 2CP Doobie Theater Smoke. Rhythm. The 2CP Theater Rhythm Ultras, this guy's better than him by miles, right? So he just snap replaces him. Uh, I, I wish a little bit that his thing was just if he entered the field, not from your hand, right? Because, like, he that first ability only synergizes with his own ability. Yep. It does not in any way synergize with what any of the other Ultros do. Um, but he puts himself back into the owner's deck, and then you shuffle the deck. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So it could be this exact card again, right? Yep. Um, and then... You, you reveal, play an Ultros, and then you put the rest of the cards back into the deck. So, you can run this in tandem with the 2CP Ultros mm-hmm. that is, like, milling five and then removes itself. Because if you were running both of these things and they were both milling, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. So, this guy's kind of cool because he, he does isn't as um, expensive, quote-unquote, 
But, um, yeah, man, we'll see. I think that he's maybe strongest, actually, in just decks that care more about being able to play him from the deck. So Like, like Bart's. Bart's. Yeah, Bart's and this guy are really good together. It kind of... It's a little annoying to me that he's just better in non-ultra shells, I yeah. think, right now. But he certainly does... Um, he does tweak that up a little bit, the ultras. Like, he's definitely better than the guy who I'm never playing or using the ability of. I will play this guy. Yeah. I will use that ability. And there's a lot to be said about cool little things you can do late game. Mm-hmm. When, like, you know you'll hit this guy. Yep. By using his ability. And mm-hmm. he keeps, like, putting himself under the deck. And people have been joking about, like, like this and, like, Unaleska. And, like, finding a way to, like, keep adding two cards to the deck and That's doing the funny. thing or whatever. But, I mean... I don't think it's any good, but it's always just funny to find things like that in the game that you can do. Yeah, and like I said, I like him in the Bart shell, especially when that deck is like pushing for game. You swing with Bart, put this guy into play, get a blocker out of the way. And, the, and I, to me, putting the character back into the deck is the best kind of removal. Yeah, very they, cool. They like uh, Amaro. Yep, Amaro, uh, Typhon. Typhon. Yeah, like to me, that's the most Six annoying. characters, actually, it seems like. Yeah, turns out. So I guess it's their thing. That's yeah. a really good thing. Now put it on some of the other characters, please. Please, yes, thank Dude, you. Dude, give me a lock who just takes one of their dudes and puts them on the fucking That'd bottom so of the deck. That's so fucking sick. That's like when you steal the fucking merchant's clothes, Like you clothes, steal his clothes. Yeah, yeah, man. Give me a lock that steals... Dude, give me a lock that puts a card on the bottom of the... A fort on the bottom of the deck and lock gains that ability for the turn. Oh, baby. Well, How a... sick would that fucking be, dude? Dude, I want a go-go that gets the uh, S abilities of everybody in your discard pile. That'd be sick. He's like drilling. He's mirage diving. He's doing. Oh, like dude! All if he could, if I could give him drill, he has yeah, runic. It's, on, it's fucking on. He that'd has. You know what I mean? Like he has all the Final Fantasy six S abilities. That'd be yeah, that'd be sick. But ultra solid card. I like it. Beautiful full art. Also, that's right. I guess you can uh, you can go go use the one that copies action abilities. Yeah. Well, no, he only copies your opponent's action abilities. Boo! I was gonna say copy Ultros. Put go go on the bottom of the deck. That'd be sick. Reveal Ultros. <laughs> Go go can copy Stern and Matri though. There you go. Play sure him. as fuck can. Yeah, there you go. Next up, we got a new Kazuza. Ooh. He's a two CP ice backup. I like this card for yeah. ice and tap. Put Kazuza into the break zone. Choose a forward and break it. You can only use this ability if your opponent has discarded a card from your hand due to summons or abilities this turn. Now this is a card that I think moves ice forward. And this goes right into the Final Fantasy VI deck if there is one, buddy. Sure as fuck does. Yeah. Sure as fuck does. I love these this effect so much. When this card came out, almost everybody was like, yes, thank you, perfect, this is what ice needs. This is an ice, ice card. Ice needs abilities that can break guys if I, like, in some other kind of, like, I understand the dull thing, but give ice something else like it needs another way to remove guys because yep. the problem guys for ice can just sit there like this yep and like it's not even like earth cards which i get are supposed to counter ice it's just like just strong all right i'm just gonna boom there's stern i'm just gonna leave him like that yep you know you can't ever break this guy in ice what the hell are you gonna do against stern and ice what Nothing. are you ever gonna do yeah so it's like at least this guy is like oh i can break him yep. you know discard one card all right now break that guy nice clean Removal yep. still and on flavor for ice, and it's a two CP backup. It's like that. Mm-hmm. That that is. This is probably the best ice card I've seen in a long time. Yeah, he's he's real. Yeah, real good card. Yeah, really really good. Uh, next up, we got old Shikari G. Another Shikari. Shikari G. Another Shikari. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, Four CP AK. Uh, category eleven. Great screenshot here. Uh, during each of your turns, when you cast the second card, when you cast the second card you've cast, Shikari G gains. Uh, Shikari G cannot be blocked until the end of your turn. 
I didn't even notice that language at first. When yeah. you cast the second card, you cast. There, that that language is probably going to get the old errata or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's. I don't think that's. That's why I had to, to like stop. Wait, what? I don't think that's supposed to be like that. When you cast the second card this turn or something, that's yeah. Be. When you cast a second card, you've cast. You when you cast the second card, you've cast the second card, you've cast the second card, you've Jeez. cast the second. Oh my god, Chris! I got stuck in the loop. You're in I the loop. Stuck. I got stuck You're in, in the, the vortex. Loop. I got stuck. I break out. Shikari G gain. Shikari G cannot be blocked until the end of the turn. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, Shikari G gain. Shikari G gain. Shikari G gain. John's broken. Right. Uh, it does gain some benefits from XYZ. It gains like the haste yeah. and uh, can't be blocked by whatever guys, but it doesn't gain the old party attack for three damage stuff. Yeah, so we'll see. It's um, it's a fun it's a supplement. Common, yeah, yeah a little fun. guy. Yeah. All right. This is from uh, FFTCG Col C Col Yeah. Sure. Instagram. Amidatelian? Amidatelian, yeah. Amidatelian, yeah. So, category Crystal Chronicles, which is, again, never bad. Uh, 2CP backup. Put Ami into the break zone till the end of the turn. All forge your opponent control, lose haste, first strike, and brave. We've seen ice cards like this before that take away people's keywords. What I do like about this one, I think this is the only one that doesn't, like, tap or reduce, or or it's like a stagnant thing. Yeah, you can literally just play it and pop it next turn. Yeah, I I think this is really cool that, you know, especially this is really good against, like, um, like, I think this is a good stop to, like, the Turk stuff, the Mm -hmm. Avalanche stuff. Mm -hmm. Anything that wants to just get in there super fucking fast, you're just like, nah, we're gonna stop that. Give me a little bit of time to get this shit set up. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's fine. I mean, it's it's a Crystal Chronicles backup. So it's it's if this was not a Crystal Chronicles backup, probably wouldn't give it a second look. But it's, yeah, we'll see, man. Um, it's they fine. they keep making like you said this backup, and they keep making it a little better. Yeah, and maybe one day they'll find the one that's good enough. Yeah, and but I think that one. asking me to like play a guy and blow up a guy to stop him for one turn is a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably just dead anyway. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Next up, we got a new Emperor. Emperor.deck is still not a thing. Uh, 3CP7K. Uh, when Emperor is put from the field into the break zone, you may search for one card named the Emperor of cost five or less and play it onto the field. Um, so, you know, I actually do kind of like this card because um, what I think is really neat, um, you can choose, you can go into the dark ones because um, I think a fun thing here is you this guy dies. You play the five CP dark one, which what searches you searches another emperor mm-hmm. up for you. It plays one when it dies. It just yeah, plays an emperor. Yeah, yeah. They all pretty much play emperors when they die. Yeah, which is which, coming back. Which is fine, but um, you know, I would play I in that the emperor turbo list mm-hmm. that I had, which I still really that deck's such as the fun that was little fun. pet. Yeah, deck. yeah. Um, I would I would snap play three of this and that. Yeah, dude, you got this, and you got the new emperor last set. It's time, dude. You've got like something, some damn near thirty emperors in your yep. deck now. That, that's how you play. That's how you play Opus Two uh, Category Two Title, baby. And there it is. <laughs> it's the only way. Yep. Because it's not going to be these rebels we look not, at in a bit. No, no boy, howdy, it's not. All right, so next one we have a uh, new Nubrin Hilder uh, Two CP EX Burst. Uh, choose a forward, deal it five thousand damage uh, when it's put from the field into the break zone this turn. Uh, draw a card. Pretty so, cool card. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's nice, simple. More supplemental damage. Burn a little guy, get the card back. Also really nice as part of a two-piece. Yep. Yeah, getting that card back is really sick. Beautiful like art, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's a full art, too. Very nice. Yep. And then next up, we talk, we, we can just 
glaze over rim here because we talked about her briefly. She's a two CP win backup. When she enters the field or is put from the field into the break zone, choose a character other than rim and activate it. And uh, like we said before, you tap her, put her in the bre- tap, put her in the break zone. You gain a crystal. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So she basically will over time pay for the two that you paid the player raise, like one when she comes in, mm-hmm. one when she goes out, and then she makes a crystal. So yeah. if you know, I think there's one of these in every color. That's a crystal generating two CP backup. Yeah, um, I don't hate it. We'll see how yeah, we'll see how it goes. Activating a character like that when you play it and when you break it is just really strong on demand stuff for like barrel eye plus. Yeah. Like barrel eyes out, you play this, okay, that's three K, then next sometime in the future I'll be able to use this as another part of a three K chain exactly. and I'm sure there'll be something in win where crystal can like break a damage or and I think know, that's good enough. like that. Yeah. All right, next up we got our first of our new King's Glaives, baby, and I am ready for this. So we've got a two CP one CP if New Regis is on the board. Mm. Uh, backup for two lightning, one and tap. Put Sonatus in the break zone. Choose a forward, break it, and Sonatus deals you a uh, one point of damage. So he's like Luce, but with a different angle. Luce lets your opponent draw a card. This guy deals you a point of damage. Now, obviously, if you're playing Kingsley, you're playing this guy. Um, yeah, you're just looking for Kingsley. <laughs> yeah, you're looking, the job is what's relevant. Yeah. Um, this guy, and like I said, him and what also him and Luce are similar is... With the new Regis, which I think that is the cornerstone of this deck, mm-hmm. the four CP Regis, he's a one CP backup. Yeah, which the the value you're going to get off your backups costing your most expensive one is Crow, who is now a two Crow being a two CP backup is fucking that's nutty. crazy too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're playing this guy. So we can, nothing more nothing more to say. You're playing this guy if you're paying hail King to the king, dude. That's yes. Yeah. Next up, we got a new Luna Freya, another one CP, which uh you know. In the same vein as, like, you know, uh, same vein as what's his nuts. Ultra's Bards. Ultra, yeah. yeah. So, which is kind of funny, um, because you're probably going to play Light Noctis in that deck, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you don't, uh, she's 1 CP 7K, if you don't control a card a card named Noctis forward, uh, Luna Freya cannot attack or block, whatever. Uh, when Luna Freya enters the field, choose a category 15 other than Luna Freya you control. As long as Luna Freya is on the field, that forward gains plus 2,000 power, and this forward cannot be chosen by opponent's summons or abilities. So I think what's really cool there is you put her on the field, and you, you she get, adds some extra protection for the Regis. new Knicks. Oh, no, oh, Regis yeah, yeah, protects I mean, himself. Be, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Regis yeah, yeah. protects himself, but like the new Knicks, because uh-huh. that's going to be your pop-off engine. Um, so I would I would look at this. Because you can just play the Moogle backup to mm-hmm, t- play mm-hmm. her for one. You don't give a shit about that. Like, I think she's fine because I don't necessarily think you want to attack with her. But the reason you want to protect Nyx is because you can just slam a Noctis into play with Nyx. Um, I think she's neat. And also, I like her in, again, I like her in the, another Bart's target, which you can use her to protect Bart's. You can use her mm-hmm. to protect Boko. Use her to protect... Well, no, uh, she's Cavalry 15 for it. Oh, so then control. you protect the Light Noctis. You yeah, use yeah, her to protect Light the Light Noctis. Noctis. Well, yeah, I mean, this card is designed to work with Light Noctis. Yes, party 100%. With him, right? If you don't control Noctis, she can't attack or block. You know, yeah. you choose Noctis and he gets plus two and he, she protects him. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. very flavorful. Um, I think she's neat. I think... Um, I don't know where she's going to see play because um, Luna Freya cards historically have not been great we'll see yeah, yeah I, I like her I if she does play it's in a party style yep. uh, water X deck Ugh, speaking of speaking of not great uh, we are first of the new crop of rebels uh, we have a new Furion Earth this time um, I think Furion has now been in three different colors at this point for some reason yeah warrior slash rebel yeah, which two, of course 
Yep, and he's, uh, if you control a job rebel, rebel other than Furion, he gains 1,000 power and brave, so he becomes a 3 CP, 8K and brave if you control another rebel, which is relevant with the Joseph backup, actually, which isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep. Yep, so moving on, we got Judge another... Judge Tread. Judge Tread, I am the law. Um, we have a new Kingsglaive. He's a 1 CP, 3K forward, um, which if you have Regis out, he is free, which is awesome. Um, but if you have Glocka out or Stern out, you still have to pay the one for it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But which is why, like, I, I think it, I think you're still playing Glocka in the list, or maybe even Stern, because you want you don't give a shit about him being free. Mm-hmm. But you you care really Regis, you're you're really cashing in on Regis for your backups. Um, but a one or zero CP, depending on how where you're at in the board state, play this guy. When Tread enters the field, choose a category fifteen forward until the end of the turn. It gains a thousand power and brave. Then you can put Tread into the break zone, choose a forward until the end of the turn, it gains 3,000 power and first strike. So you've kind of got like this kites type thing where he's just like such a great combat. The trick. first strike is wild too. Yes. Kites had first strike on him. Oh boy. Yeah, this this guy's good. You're Again, he's another one. If you're playing Kingslave, you're probably maxing out on this guy. So we can move on. Uh, another one, another Kingslave. We have our man Axis. He's a 3CP7K. When he enters the field, put the top three cards of your deck in the break zone. So the mill three, which in, in the Kingslave deck, is kind of relevant. Um, when put, and you can put Axis in the break zone. Choose a forward other than card name Axis in your break zone and add it to your hand. Um, what I like about this guy, um, I like that you can do that at any time. So it's just a good pop to get something out of the way. Um, and you can just cash in for possibly one of those cards you milled. Like, Kingslave is almost starting to look like almost like a Dredge-style deck where all of your action's coming out of your break zone. Um, which is why I don't think you would ever play Stern in this list because you want to cash in those Kingslave cards for, for Nicks. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, again, nothing to write home about here. You're playing Kingslave, you're playing three of this guy. Yeah, uh, again, yeah, I think that the Kingsglaive deck starts to look very much like maxing out on all these unique named Kingsglaives. Yep. And they just keep giving you more unique... I mean, this is how you gotta do it. Just make these guys just... Uh, who gives a shit who Axis is? Just put a new name on a card that says Yeah, just put a face on a... Give king- it some kind of generically good effect. Yeah, like, yeah. this guy looks like a photoshopped head on, like, Nyx's body. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're gonna just, like, on his way out the door, he'll trade himself for, you know, exactly yep. what you want. Exactly. Oh, Next speaking up, of God. not exactly what you want. Speaking of disappointment, we have a new Saban. He's a 5CP, 9K, Earth Forward, Job Monk. Uh, when Saban enters the field, Saban gains at the beginning of main phase one during each of your turns, which this is why this text pisses me off. Choose one forward opponent controls, deal it 9,000 damage until the end of your next <laughs> turn. Why are you fucking bothering to put during each of your turns only to have it end on the next turn. You're wasting ink know. at the printer, dog. Yeah. You're... God damn it. This card sucks. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I mean, so... You have to play this 5CP 9K and hope that he survives a turn. Mm-hmm. So that he can 9K something... Once. And then he's just a vanilla 5CP 9K. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Limited bomb. Unless we're like, are, are we just being stupid and renewing this guy? At that point, we're playing, we're not even playing Final Fantasy trading card game, dude. We're playing fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you renew him to get like another <laughs> another 9K Yeah, shot. it's like, man, we're, we are definitely buying the 747 to get the free peanuts at that point. So, yeah, moving right along. Um, well, here's your Joseph. Yeah, Joe, this is the best Rebel they printed ever. Yeah. Um, so he's a 3CP backup, Job Rebel Monk, EX Burst. Uh, when Joseph enters the field, you may search your deck for one Job Rebel forward and add it to your hand. 
That's a good backup. This is a historically good type of backup. EX Burst Searchers are never bad. There it is. This is the best Rebel, and this is, you would, and even in Limited, right, this guy searching for Furion, like, that's a good, that's a good play mm-hmm. in Limited. Yeah, and there's a new Furion, too. Yeah, that's what we just, Not yeah, just we just, the Earth guy, the Oh, yeah, the that's right, one. the Fire one, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is good. Uh, next up, here's the next uh, Rebel. We have Leon, 3CP, Wind Forward, uh, 7K, uh, Job Warrior Rebel, which is all these Category 2s are Warriors and Rebels. Um, when a forward of power 10,000 power or more you control attacks, draw a card. At damage 3, when Leon enters the field, choose a card named Maria in your break zone and play it onto the field. Which I think this is cool because um, I, the reason I like this card is, well, there's a new Maria, which we can just go right to it. But we have this Maria, the old legend, and the old heroic. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's nothing wrong with playing the 4 CP backup into play at damage 3. Like, I don't hate getting a backup into play if it's in my, you have a copy in my break zone. Like, you could pitch the backup to play him at damage 3 and then put it into play. Yeah. Is that what he says when he comes into play? Get back to damage 3? Yeah, when Leon enters the field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, damage 3, you just tap one, pitch Maria back up. Play him, put it into play, mm-hmm. or Maria for you know, like. I think this Leon's okay. Yeah, in this deck, I, I, if this deck's ever a thing, he's one of the best cards in it for sure. Oh, one hundred percent. Next up, speaking of Maria, so the job Rebel forward you control gain a thousand power for each Rebel forward you control. She's a two CP four K win by the mm-hmm. way. If a job Rebel forward you control is dealt damage, reduce the damage by two K instead. So. There is a neat little layer of protection on herself here, right? Like, she'll be potentially plus... Cause, oh, but what sucks is, man, the fact that they don't count Joseph fucking is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't they count the one backup that Because they he's not in the party, dude. He gets rolled over by a Yeah, whole, exactly, dude. He's, he's getting rolled over he by the rolled over. dude. Yeah, so, like, I mean, you're looking at a Wind Earth archetype here, but also you're playing Fire. It, I don't know, like, th- this archetype does not seem all that great. No, I think that the Furion's just lost, and you skip Earth. Yeah. This guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. You just play the other Furion. Yeah, you just play They the fire put him in Earth so that you don't even have to think about it. Like, yeah. you, just, you don't have to worry about which Furion do I play. That's they true. just made the decision for you. I don't know what they were doing with the Earth Furion, but yeah. Um, the thing that's hard about this one is they literally made a legend that wasn't good because they didn't make enough other rebels. So now that they finally made enough other rebels to kind of start looking at the legend. Yeah, I would rather play the legend over this. But one this is like... so good because it's like this this super anthem for all of them. Yeah. So it's kind of annoying. I wish that the legend had this text, or I wish that this was on another one of the cards. But you know, hey, um, yeah. if if these cards become a thing, also <laughs> our our boy might play. It might play yeah. Lud. That's true. That is true. But anyway. Next up, we got another Kingslave. Um, I this is probably my favorite backup of the bunch because he's he's free. If you mm-hmm. have Regis out, he is free. Mm-hmm. Um, so his name Pelna. He's a two CP backup. If you control a category fifteen character, the cost required to cast him is reduced by one. So again, there's nothing wrong with like turn one slam Regis, play this guy for free, and now Regis is protected. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so tap, put Pelna into the break zone. All the category fours you control gain two thousand power till the end of the turn. What a great card. Mm-hmm. It's like Cindy, but yeah. like in the color we need it to be in. Yeah, and just like, again, he's like, take my hand and I'll bring you to the Promised King's Glaive deck. It's yes. just like, this guy is another backup named, or like Job King's Glaive, yep. named a unique name. Yep. Perfect. And I like the fact that, you know, again, you play this guy, you buff the team, and then you play another one for free from your hand. Mm-hmm. 
Like, this guy's good. I think uh, of all the new ones they've shown, this one, this guy and Tread are probably the best ones. Real solid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of solid car, this is our old boy, old Travis Pfeiffer spoiler. So if mm-hmm. you haven't watched his video, it's a very in- interesting and unique way to spoil a car. Because, um, I mean, while I agree with what he says, I don't think anybody was really bending over backwards to play Gramps. But uh, there's, now there's no reason to whatsoever. Because we have a new Hilda, new Hilda on the block. She's a 4CP 8K backup, EX burst, uh, uh, water, job princess, which immediately makes her much more relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, Better than an old man. Exactly. Better than old man, exactly. Uh, Sorry, elderly man. Oh, excuse me. Yes, my bad. Uh, EX burst, when Hilda enters the field, draw a card. So we're we're Gramps plus. Then at damage five, when Hilda enters the field, choose a forward of three or less in your break zone and just play it onto the field. Boy, howdy. What a great card. Seems all right. What a great card. Just Certainly a lot of good three costs and less forwards. Well, not only that, dude, we're in water. Like, imagine going back to a, the... Mo- imagine this card in in circulation during, like, the mm-hmm. days of Cognazzo. Yeah, dude. I mean, in the days of Sophie, this yeah. card's relevant. 100%. Definitely, um, like you said, we weren't really playing Gramps much, but this is a. Uh, there's more appeal here. Yeah, you're probably just slamming one of these in the deck with water. Yeah, just because. And tutorable, and backup is tutorable. All yeah. that stuff matters a lot. Yeah, it's a great card. Uh, speaking of not a great card, we have uh, Shinryu Celestia, four uh, CP water forward, eight K uh, jobless C. Uh, when Shinryu Celestia, uh, Shinryu Celestia is also yeah. a card named Celestia in all situations. Well, boy, Chris, I guess. Um, I guess Celestia turns into a fucking dragon. I huh? guess, yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, I like how we are so concerned about the spoilers for some cards. And then some like Braska's final Aeon can just exist on the field with Jack because we don't want to tell anybody. But now I guess this is well. Spoiler alert: Shinryu Celestia is also a card named Celestia in all situations. Oh no! Oh no! But when Shinryu Celestia enters the field, you may put one character you control into the break zone. When you do so, choose a forward. It loses 7,000 power until the end of the turn. When a category type 0 character you control, I'm already out. Uh, if you <laughs> control is put from the field into the break zone, choose a forward. It loses 3,000 power until the end of the turn. So, I mean, obviously you're doing some... When this enters the field, you're killing a type 0 character and just nuking something by 10k. Yep. That's all you're doing. Um, maybe a fine limited card. But I don't think you're playing this, and unless there's other like water type zero characters that you're really playing that had the synergy for like going to the break zone too. Then you yeah. can see I can see something there. Yeah, but as of right now, yeah. Uh, well, this is a fun card. I love this card, TCG Tacos. Yep. So there's a new Kais, which again, Crystal Chronicles blue backup, which is very fucking relevant, especially in a Sky Pirate list. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a four you control formed a party this turn, the cards required uh, to cast Kais is reduced by two, so he's free. Uh, when a party you control attacks, you just activate Kai. So I, this card is excellent. Yeah, he's good. He's um, cares about party attack stuff on both sides. So yep. it, it's fine if you play him before parties. It's also fine if you play him post parties. Yep. Uh, he, he's really just all about parties and whatever form they take, dude. He'll show up. He'll set up. He'll clean up. He doesn't. Dude, you he know, is, he's, he is yeah, here. He's he's here. Um, yeah, just good. Yeah, just good. Yep, I concur. Uh, we have old weary, weary. Yep. Uh, 4CP Ice Backup. He's an Elder. At the end of each of your turns, if your opponent has discarded a card from their hand due to your summons or abilities this turn, draw a card. Um, again, this is that card that if you're playing, if you're 
really all in on like the ice discard stuff. Like I would play this in like the Turbo Emperor list because when you're playing the two CP Emperor, they're discarding a card, mm. which in turn is forcing you to draw a card or not. It's allowing you to draw a card. So I think you play this in that deck to just kind of create yourself a little value engine basically every turn. So I like this card. I, I like this card in that list, but it's not. It, it's fine. Like it, this. This isn't having the impact that a card like Kazuza is having, right? Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. fine. I love it in the Emperor deck. That's about it. I just think he's so slow before he Very starts slow. doing anything for you. It's a. Uh, it feels like it should be really good, but I think practically it's it's. Very slow. Man, imagine having a card like this during the days of Turbo. Oh boy, yeah, well, hey. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> Next up, we've got our man here. Gijuk. Gijuk, he's a 3CP headhunter backup. When Gijuk enters the field, you may search for one job headhunter other than Gijuk and add it to your hand. Um, put tap, put Gijuk into the break zone, choose a forward you control, place two bounty counters on it. He's which, just good. Yeah. Um, I do kind of wish, I do genuinely wish he was an EX burst for that first effect. Mm. Um, I mean, he's good. It's because he searches for backups, I think, that he's not. Oh, yeah, he sure does. Yeah, he does search for a backup. So he goes goes. and he gets the red backup. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. And then puts two bounty counters on all... uh... It doesn't even have to be a forward, though, which is cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I I actually think that... No, he he has to put bounty counters on a forward. No, 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 I mean, he hasn't, I'm sorry, it doesn't have to be a headhunter forward. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so you just put it on, like, the forward that you know your opponent's not going to fuck with, or it, it punishes them if they fuck with it. Like, hey, I'm going to slap these counters on Stern. Yeah, exactly, dude. All right, yeah, go ahead. Um, Della Della Legend, no. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God, how sick is that? Um, but, yeah, it's pretty cool because he's just, I think that really all the headhunters except for the Bagomnon forward just work just fine with Lonnie as the new centerpiece instead Pretty of much. instead of all the other stuff. There's a new new sheriff and, in yeah, town. Yeah, and you're just drawing all the... Dude, Bagomnon and all of his boys just leave to work for Lonnie. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> his whole crew just leaves. He's like, guys, come on. <laughs> Sorry, man. We got benefits over here. <laughs> She's got bennies. Dude, bennies and p- more pay. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think all the other headhunters minus Bagomnon are good. Yeah, real good. Yeah. Next up, we have the the last card of the week. It's the Dark Legend. Um, you know, we kind of expected Arden to be the card. Um, he's a this card clearly is meant to play with the new Nicks out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like this card, but we'll we'll talk about let's read what he does first. So he's five CP Dark uh, Forward. He's five CP nine K Job Chief Minister Category fifteen. We know Arden at this point. Uh, when Arden enters the field, discard your hand. When you do so, your opponent selects one or more number of one selects one more than the number of discarded cards from three following actions. Your opponent can select the same action more than once. So that's just a bad way of saying if I discard four, they have to choose five. Or choose of these three things, they have to choose them five times. Yeah. So, and the three choices are your opponent selects a character they control, put it into the break zone. Your opponent puts the top 20 cards of their decks, uh, their deck into the break zone. Arden deals your opponent one point of damage. So, basically, your opponent gets to sit there and choose, okay, all right, I've got to pick five of these. Or fourth, or whatever yeah. the amount is, yeah. They're never compelled to pick other options, so that's an important first note. Mm-hmm. So, if I have no board, and you arden me, and you pitch five cards from hand, I don't take six damage and lose, right? Like, you know, that's that's critical, number one thing to know. Yeah. Because, obviously, you look at this and you go, oh, shit, can I just discard my whole hand to deal all this direct damage? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be nice? Um, same thing for milling the top 20 cards, right? 
But what that does mean is, I mean, we're talking about a situation, oh no, it can't do these things when my opponent has literally no permanence in play. Yep. So hey, when your opponent has nothing in play, that's pretty good too. Um, which basically brings us to cards that let your opponent choose. So what your opponent's going to do is they're always going to choose whatever version of this is the least bad for them, right? Mm -hmm. So like, oh, you want to blow up all their guys? Well, they're going to mitigate you removing all their guys by taking like two points of damage and mm -hmm. maybe milling 20 cards once. Although milling 20 is tough. I don't even know if that's ever sustainable. That's a lot. No, but and, yeah, unless you're at, like, you've got them at six damage. I've flickered cloud twice. So like there's, you know, there's worlds where I've sure. seen that. But um at that point, though, Arden, you've already won the game. Arden, not helping you. Yeah, I think that there's a case for this guy, and like somewhere in the middle of the game, to just like remove a ton of characters. Mm -hmm. um, but he, it's a little awkward if you're really leaning on him as some kind of build around or win condition because he's not quite either of those. Although he kind of looks like one. Yeah. The the re the reason I say, I mean, I think he's worth exploring in the Kingsglaive build. Oh, is, certainly worth exploring. And, and and this is why I think he's built for that deck. Because right, you've got cards in hand, you play Arden, you you know, or you do Nyx, you do the Nyx thing, remove the mm -hmm. five card, five Kingsglaive, play this guy. You've got a handful of Kingsglaives. You're going to drop five or six Glaives into the into the break zone at this mm -hmm. point. So. Your opponent's gonna pick, or you're, you've probably got a, you've probably got enough Kingsglaive before you even do that to pop off Nyx a second time. Yeah. So you're gonna do Arden, discard your hand. You don't give a shit, right? Because you're, you're gonna use it all. You're gonna you, everything that was in your hand is gonna be used in your graveyard mm -hmm. by Nyx. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna do Arden. You're gonna make them do their thing. Then you're gonna pop off and you're gonna play the dual element Noctis and get a card back. Um, you're going to play Ignis, get a card back. Um, you're going to do something that's going to mitigate you having to discard your hand. Mm -hmm. um, you're you're going to end that turn probably with only one card in your hand, but whatever. But some dudes and your opponent will have blown up their whole board. Yeah, exactly. And it's also one of those neat things to do. Again, if we're, we're talking in the scope of Nyx. You can do Nyx's thing at any time. It's mm -hmm. not just your turn. It's your opponent's turn. So you could really fuck with your opponent. By slamming this guy on their turn, because now they've got to do something. Especially, like, it's mm -hmm. your turn, you've got cards in hand, maybe you literally have a handful of Kingsglaives, you have no fucking counterplay at all. So, why not dig into the deck for this guy, discard your hand, and make them... You, you've you essentially taken away their turn at that point, right? Because mm -hmm. now they have to... Well, shit, am I just going to kill all the guys that I was going to attack with? Am I going to take this damage? Am I going to do... You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like... I think that's where he's really going to shine, but I do think just as a dark character in a more general scope, you're probably not playing this guy ever. I do think that's a good point, though. There, like that, um, he's like a good, he's like a, just a good value play, yeah. but not necessarily like a like bomb because you can't plan around like oh he's definitely going to remove all their characters or he's definitely going to deal them a yeah. bunch of damage. But he's definitely going to do a lot. Yeah. Right. So the, you're going to milk some value out of him. I think he's a really cool card. Yeah, and, and like I said, you're gonna you're he's really gonna shine when you can just pull him out of your deck with Nyx. Yeah, absolutely. that's what any, he's for. any kind of free play there for yeah, sure. That is one hundred percent what he's for, and I think that's when he's absolutely at his best. Any other time, I feel like if I'm paying for this guy out of hand, I'm not happy about it. But if he's for free out of my deck, if it's for free, it's, it's for, for me. me. Um, sure. But we'll see. I, I when I build the Kingslave deck, I'm playing one, just one. I'm playing a single copy of it. 
Um, because I think what you're doing is, I feel like just you know, before we dive into the, our Hall of Fame here, right. our inaugural class, what I think that deck is going to look like just on a very topical level, because I'm willing to bet there's still one or two Kings Lead. We haven't seen I don't know, man. Set. There's so many. Was there five new yeah, Kings Lead? There's got to be at least, there's got to be a new Libertus, right? Like, there's got to mm-hmm. be. Because um, like, I feel like they're missing a piece that lets them do something on your turn. Because right now, you're just literally revolving around Nyx doing shit on your opponent's turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we get one more right now, if you max on all the Kings Blade, that's 27 cards in your deck. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. So add three more, that's an even 30. Then you've got New Regis, that's 33. I feel like the rest of that deck are toolboxing out 15 characters of five or less, like Arden. Uh, the, imagine... You play your Kingslave guys on your opponent's turn. You Nix slam in the two CP Water Luna Freya, tap four guys, make them kill a thing. There you go. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Like your Kingslave to me is feel feels like a control deck. Like it's not an aggro deck. You're build, building your guys. You're doing your thing. You're doing Nix on your opponent's turn, and then on your which in turn, if you're putting guys into play, you're giving them pseudo haste. Which I think the first one you do is you probably bring in Iggy Boy to get mm, you a knock mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. and then. On the net, your opponent's turn, all you Party guys have Grave at that yeah. point, and then you're just like, all right, well now I'll remove five and I'll put fucking Luna Frey into play and just fuck your turn up. So, to me, Kingslave is a control deck, and I think you're playing, you're maxing out all the glaives, and you're just playing fifteen characters that let you do other things, like uh, you're maybe Arnea for a surprise first strike blocker, Ignis to give your guys Brave Arden if you've got no action in your mm-hmm. hand. Uh, Regis after you block two things slam Regis in get those guys right back you've got more fucking pseudo haste right so like there's a lot or you know on your turn if you you know if you've played your things pitched your cards you don't have the 4 CP Regis out slam Regis into play and then your next turn your Libertus is now cheap uh, or you know bring Glocka into play with Regis out now you're really you're, you're extreme couponing again at that mm-hmm, point mm-hmm. right so there's a lot, or if you have Glauca in the uh, in the break zone, fucking get RNA, bring Glauca in. You know what I mean? Like I, the, the fact that the, the deck revolves around Nick's doing shit on your opponent's turn, right? We we pull him back up. I want. I'm like ninety nine percent. Yeah, I'm like one hundred percent sure that he can do stuff whenever. Let's pull the uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we pull Jamie? Can you pull up Nick's? Yeah, we go ahead and pull up Nick's for us. Shout out to FFX having the, uh, the cards on. Yep. Nick's legend. Yep. Yeah, I'm like 9,000% sure. Yep, you yep. sure as fuck can. Yeah, you sure can. Yep. Yeah, this to me, this is a control deck. Straight up. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. So, Chris, you like King's Blades? I love King's Blades. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's like, going well, to be, gonna be exciting, be... man. I can't wait. The well, next time we do a cast, we're going to be talking about all the decks we're trying, you know? Right, and, and I think the big problem is, of all the decks I've seen... For Opus 15, like, Category 6 is not going to be on the fucking menu for oh, me. Hot off the press! Oh, hot off the press! Oh my god, what? Okay. We got, got a, we got a couple, or is it just bomb? Just bomb. We got a bomb. Okay. New oh. monster. Ch- oh, I love Ch- this Ch- art. Cherry. Oh, so we get the fire one. This is the fire one in the cycle. Hot off the presses. Uh, Anderson Cooper here, live in the trenches. Uh, we got the fire uh, cycle monster. It's a 2CP bomb, which is super relevant, dude. I love bomb.com.deck, dude. It's the best. <laughs> So, 2CP Bomb uh, has the same ability, the zero, um, but when Bomb enters the field, choose a forward, deal 5,000 damage. A little backup VV turns into a dude. Yeah, which I think is great. Look at the fucking, look at that motley crew of fucking bombs, dude. <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah, actually, I, I like this card. This I still think the water one's the best one, but I think it, if you look at their archetypes, I feel like this is the most. This is pretty cute. The most guy, true yeah. to style, right? Yeah, uh, dude. I love dude, this look card. at the fucking skull and crossbones yeah, in the mouth, dog. Yeah. Like it's coming. And you got the fuse too. Dude, you I look love actually it. a bomb. Yeah, that's that's really neat. Yeah, great card. How about that? I just saw that Matt Rice posted in FFTCGNA, so we had to had to find that one. Yeah, it's hot. We All love right. it. Anyways, we're uh, we're moving on to our main-ish topic. Indeed. We're about an hour and a half into this. So Indeed. We'll wrap um, the, uh, the last 30 minutes going over these. Um, and why we selected them. So like we said, uh, this is our inaugural class of the RVA Returners FFTCG Hall of Fame. And the kind of the criteria here is, you know, we, we never want to say that cards cannot have a glow-up and become playable again. The perfect example of that are actually uh, Opus 3 Lena. And... To an extent, Shantoto, there was a couple opuses where she just kind of disappeared. Mm. But Shantoto's a little bit different story where, like, I think if you're playing Earth, it's always going to be a minimum of one of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the oh shit button. It's the only element that has a proper oh shit button. Um, but another perfect example was Lena. Lena was just lost to the annals of time at this point until they printed Sophie. Yeah, she was like, okay, um... I remember that when Sophie got spoiled, they mm-hmm. spoiled that card. We found out about that card, and I bought the last foil Lena I needed for my playset for eleven dollars. Mm-hmm. Regular Lena is thirty five dollars now. Yep. So that's what happened to Lena because yeah. of Sophie. Um, so and they, we we've said this already before, but the only reason, the only reason that Lena is missing from that new product that's coming out, that's all reprints, that's supposed to take anything that's over a twenty five dollar card mm-hmm. and bring it down, uh, is because they finalized that product before that happened. Yep. Yeah, if they would not have put that Zidane in there, it would be a Lena easy one hundred percent. Um. So again, while while we think all of these cards are have, well, we we think they've all one hundred percent seen their heyday they are all past their prime but that's not saying that they could not see the lena style glow up and Mm -hmm. so we picked two from each category Mm -hmm. and we think there are other options for sure for sure um but these are the ones that really stood out so john we'll lead off with fire we're gonna do an order of element we'll start with fire uh the first one here is the opus 3 legend vv dude yeah what a card huh they they made this one a legacy card um which is actually a little bit of a pattern we'll see going down the line here but um Mm -hmm. And that's how you know it's a good choice for the legacy card because it has a legacy, dude. There yes. was a time when this was the terror. This VVL was everything Fire wanted to do. It did 4K plus one for each card in your hand. Chris, sometimes that would be like seven or eight thousand. But if you got the nine K dog, you were <laughs> you were fucking firing on all cylinders. And uh, he had an S ability, Fireaga, that I have had done to me a non-zero what amount he, of dude, times. He knocked, he nuked everybody for nine K, like eight. I want to say okay. it was like seven or eight. We didn't do nine at that time. Oh man, like that. Um, it was the forbidden number. Yeah, but VV was, uh, you know, he was just like the quintessential fire card. He was this efficient, if not undercurve body. That would remove a big threat. The and biggest threat. He, would, he could usually kill their biggest guy. Yep. And then chump a guy, yeah. And, and then you um, played another one. And nowadays, um, boy, uh, not only can they more often than then, there's just more better instants or things to spend your CP on. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot more often you'll see a response in response to VV. I'll do stuff to make sure my guy doesn't die. And it's not just, like, I'm doing a bunch of dumb and efficient stuff, which people used to do to, to yeah. VV back in the day. But it's like, oh no, I'll like do something very efficient and mess that all up. 
Also, there's just more ways to protect your guys. Mm-hmm. People have more power. Yeah, and you know, and they, they play a, this a, BB. You're like, oh, that's cute. I'll go ahead and just Amaterasu yeah, that guy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and like a stiff breeze. Yeah. Uh, kills VV these days, or I'll so. just miss dragon my guy, or I'll discard this. Uh, I'll discard this one CP uh, fucking that one CP Earth summon that gives your guy plus three k. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I've literally just yeah. negated your ability essentially. Yeah. Just, um, and of course, all this like damage based removal, unless it has some kind of way to pump it up or to, or is like really efficient to piece it with something else. Right now, Stern checks a lot of that right out of the middle. A oh, hard fucking. And check. so this VV is just like a joke to a lot of he, the stuff that's going on now. He's his, his his days are over. His days are over. But give this guy a yellow jacket. Give give him the fucking. You know, he is the first inductee in the first class. Like, and there's no. I couldn't think of a better card to start with because. Like if you've played the game for a long time, like you said, this guy, like even the old, like Opus three, Opus four, dude, Opus even Opus five, mm-hmm. probably all the way up through six. He was in the fire ice deck. For he sure, showed, dude. He was a fucking snake. Yeah. Three of them. Yeah. In that deck. yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to say even like in my my top sixteen Boston list and my top four uh, Ohio list, I I think I played two. I think I only played two because you were just going so fast with like lock and stuff. Um, but I could have easily dropped Light Vaughn for the third B. I think that's actually what I did. I took out a third BB to try Light Vaughn. <laughs> Can we find it? That's a great question. Can we find it? <laughs> it's, it's not on FF decks. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like... There, uh, yeah, it's very top one, very top one. Yeah, there it is. Oh, I remember this thread because I commented on it that some of them were wrong. Uh-huh. Look, dude, this is me. My list is wrong as well. There was only this and this. And they're like, yeah. Uh, oh, it was Rob somebody, No, Yeah, but then this person was like, just wanted to say we have the actual deck list from the event. We actually attended the event. And I was like, I understand that you're working off the list, but I promise as the person who filled out the deck list, I did not fill it out with 51 cards and a card that I do not play. <laughs> they tried to be like, we were there. Like, bro, that's my deck. Yeah, dude, I, I, <laughs> I'm I was, telling you, it's I wrong. was the absolute closest. I'm you telling can you, it's wrong. I, so I think you were right. It was yeah. There it is, right here. Oh. No, doomed to time. Page not found. Shut like, down. Click on the second one. Is it, it's got to be here, right? It's got to be here. Oh, Sharina. Thank you, Sharina. Do what do we have? Posted on the official... Oh, no, wow. dude. None of these things work anymore. Yeah, it's too late. We can't find... Oh, no. Who knows, dude. I think... Because they updated the site, and they got rid of all the, like... All the archives. All the stuff. old news is gone, 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 gone. Oh, no, I, bet, I, bet, I bet you could find it. I bet you could find it. I'll was go it? looking, dude. But anyway, keep talking about your but yeah. Vivi. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, Vivi was a huge part of that deck, because he got a blocker out of the way. Or, like, if they had a really big threat that you couldn't quite kill with Vivi... You would play VV main one, kill like the, you know, you would have a card that, you know, in Fire Ice it would be dull, so you would ping it with VV and then you would swing with Celis and do the other 4k to it, you know what I mean? So, way back machine. Yeah, dude, we're getting in there. Dude, we are definitely getting in there. Come on, way back. You can do it. You can do it, but no, but VV did... No. It's okay. That's okay. But Vivi did a lot of work for the element uh, back then. 
And it's so funny when you look at that, uh, like look at that 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 motley crew there for top sixteen. Like I'm just like in the background, like right in the middle. It's just, I just don't. I don't think they posted pictures of Declos or anything. Yeah, no. no, they they had not done that yet because this was still like the very first one, you know. Yeah, I, and we could spend all day looking. looking Dude, at what all a that, great but, time, huh? Ah, oh, man, they don't have them here. That's okay. Yeah, I um, it's man. all right. That's all right. We got we we will get sidetracked out of yeah, lane very easily. So let's go right Indeed. back. So yeah. This. So the next one is another card that fit right in on a lot of fire ice lists, just because like that was the way to play fire at that point because mm-hmm. mono fire sucked. Yeah. Um, sure did. Yeah, and and the other one is uh, it's a summon. It's the Opus Five Legend Phoenix because yeah. again this was just a great card to bring back that Legend VV or lock or lock. Or the uh, one of the ice, uh, the other ice one, the Renoa. Yeah, like, there was just so much goofy shit you could do with that. It just it enabled a lot of two for ones. And you, yeah, eight K definitely gonna kill a guy. Eight K bring <laughs> a body back, get the fuck out of here for a seven CP. Oh, I'm making out like a bandit. Like this was a three of like literally no break zone hate in the game. By the Correct. way, Correct. Yeah, no Dragon did not exist. Yeah, no mist zone. The mist zone is where Mist Dragon sends the cards, dude. There's no Mist like, Dragon. All there was was White Mage. No, he's six. The Opus six. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that was it. So yeah, that was uh. There wasn't really any break zone hate. Not so yet. it was like Phoenix was safe. It was gonna get the guy. It was gonna eight case. The best thing you could do is make Phoenix's like forward target illegal and just make it a really expensive revival. Yes. But yeah, Phoenix and the flavor on the Phoenix bringing lock back was just like oh mwah mwah. Yeah, Phoenix um was a terror. It was always a two for one, and yeah. now. Phoenix get is ready a seven for none, yeah, dude. You're about to get blown <laughs> the fuck out if you try to play that Phoenix card. Phoenix is a old seven for none yeah, now. Way to waste seven CP. You might as well just take your fucking deck and throw it in the trash at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how um, things like that just change over time. A little break zone interaction. Uh, just as soon as you increase the risk on a seven CP play, yep. oh boy, it ain't worth the reward. Exactly. And uh, now we're getting to one that kind of hurts my soul, but it's very fitting. So the two ice boards we can kind of talk about in tandem, but I think when we, we, we've talked about this before, like the reason the Category 6 deck was such a terror, like, and I think that's why the new 6 cards um, suck, because they're still paying for their sins of Opus 4. Mm-hmm. The deck was nothing without luck. And this is the, this is the first ice in, uh, inductee, because Opus 4 lock was the definitive ice card. Yeah. For a long time. He was the engine. He was the win con. He was just the backbone, the pillar of not just mono ice decks, but of fire ice synergies. And both of these cards in ice were the only cards over $20 in that whole element for Correct. a long time. Yeah. Correct. And uh, we'll get to the other one in a second. Yeah. It's Renoa from Opus 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this lock is what kept the archetype alive. But now there's so many ways... To stop his ability. Yeah. Locke was literally the build around. You played Final Fantasy VI Category to 6 play because that. Locke had a Category 6 stipulation. Yep. Yeah. And these days, um, he's a 7K, man. Yeah, he's, he's a 3 CP 7K that is just like... He when... used to like actually attack and hit and take more cards. Mm-hmm. These days, he's a he's an ETV, he's a thaumaturge yeah. that has a real big condition. And and nowadays too, again, like we, if you you're sitting across from your opponent, unless you're not playing an element with a deck that can play Amaterasu, you see that turn one Edgar, that turn two Banana Sid. Oh, you're just holding Amaterasu ready for lock to hit the board because he's mm-hmm. dead. He's fucking dead immediately. Now, granted, yes, they're kind of doing what they wanted to do anyway, mm-hmm. but. 
they don't get to have that additional pressure anymore. Like that's why the Amaterasu, the lock, the Amaterasu on the lock ETB is the only time where you're kind of negging on the ETB, mm. but they're no, they're never going to get that value because it's just dead. Yeah. Or you let them discard a card and you put that Sophie into the break zone, and then it's just like, well, now I can play my deck or I get that extra net out of my hand or something. You know what I mean? Which is why we say that like, if the Celis could also play lock. Like, yes. Yeah, you'd snap play this lock. Yeah, yeah, it would be good. But would it be better than Lena and the Sophie? Like you know, it'll it would be it would be on par with a lot of the things that's going on right now. And I think, like you said, because Locke was so good, it, they're very slow to do anything that makes the old lock better. Yep. But I think because of that, you know, it's um again uh the only cards that I've ever had signed by Kageyama-san for my own personal use uh, are both on this list. Yeah, <laughs> because they are my favorite cards and two of my favorite characters, and they both I I have tried. I've tried both of them again and again, every opus recently, and it just, its trust me, it, it was hard to let go. Yeah, it, to, how do you think I feel, I man? I like, let go. I've gotten to the point where I've accepted the fact that that, that category synergy is, like, Fire Ice FF6 will never be a deck again. It's had it, it it's come and it's gone. Yeah, I mean, so they're trying. They, oh, they're trying. I, I literally want to find my, like, list from Boston and just get it all foiled and get it all signed and just put it in a box, put it on a shelf somewhere. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like a memento. Dude, I would play, I would play, uh, we've talked about this before too, I would play Boston decks against each other. Dude, it'd be so much I'd fun. I'd sleeve up my Opus 4. If we could find those deck lists, we could. Tur- we should turn that into like a copy. I, I have my deck list. I know my deck list. I don't remember mine. Yeah, I, I have pictures of it. Nice. And I put them on uh, yeah, I got him. For I sure. wish I could find that one, or if I could find that one, I or could find him. I the, know the I could top find four the Cincinnati uh, the, the teacup because yeah. the only difference was I cut. I think for that one, I had cut. I cut a VV to put a second vein in the list because mm. I played one one vein in Ohio and I played two in Boston. Um, but yeah, I would have to look. But I the, would also just like to go back and I would just like rebuild it because I have more knowledge. Of yeah. just like cards in general I would like and, and like man some cards at Opus 5 weren't even being played at Boston that became the best like Diabolus yeah it just became the best cards in the game so fucking insane like, yeah um, but well, excuse me there's a lot um, a lot more I think there's always more you can do more work to be done yeah but I think Locke his, his time in the sun is coming gone um, and speaking of I mean I, we're going to say speaking of that's going to be the segue for every single yeah. card speaking of another card that goes into the whole thing yeah and, um, exactly yeah. Uh, we're talking about Opus 2 Legend Renoa um, obviously the new Renoa Legend is a card that will probably never disappear um, that's it's a unique one of a kind type ability um, that's what makes it uh, you know a $40 card um, this card was another one that was like $30 for the longest time because mm-hmm. this card just fucking stopped your opponent's turn. Yep, it stopped. It ended your opponent's turn, and it also ended the game. When she went to the break zone, she dulled all their forwards. So you yep. would either play it to block and dull all their forwards, or you would play it and attack. Yeah, and, and all you're your six block? damage. You oh, well, block. dull all your forwards. Yeah. So yep. um, she was maybe the original card I think of when I think of that term inevitability. Yes, and. Um, I when I think of Renoa Legend, I think back to Turbo, and I think back to testing in the hotel room with Cody, and and we're deep in our cups, and you're just windmill slamming. 
like just just no thought behind it in the world. You just hit him early for a couple damage, and then you just play Renoa Legend and scream at him. You can't handle this. Because that's what I'm saying. Because like in that that was like her last hurrah. Because you if in the turbo matchup there wasn't really I don't think any deck could handle that card in that deck. That mm-hmm. like that was that was you know the. The, 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 well, the phases of turbo. I played Una H that nasty. Thing. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, no, I got you. I got you. The the turbo evolution was like the the one that was like from Singapore. Then you had like Jordan Dank and JG Fitness add the deep ground engine to mm-hmm. it, and then you saw uh, Lopez and the Zodiac Boys add fucking Renoa to it. That was the fucking end all be all because, like you said, you go up early, you move their resources. What are they going to do? Play a guy. Yeah, fine. You can't beat this. You cannot. You literally, and that's what happened. Like of all, like Cody and I played. Mm-hmm. We probably He's playing played wind like, water, right? Yeah, yeah. I won all my turbo ice matchups that day, dude. But just not some of the not turbo ice matchups. Rough. Well, yeah, it was mono like, it was, water, dude. Yeah, fairy. They're like, what the fuck? You're like, mm-hmm. activate a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God. Or just being able to remove things from the game, or, or like Clady. Also, just uh, on demand activation was really good against them because they're just hoping to scoot all your guys out of the way and get the weenies through. And, I mean, Turbo's... I mean, Chris Lopez won Nationals that yeah, year yeah, with yeah, Turbo. Yeah, with like, Turbo. clean yeah. fucking... And that I know Cody and I played, like, 30 fucking games. Yeah. A lot. And, and he, he couldn't could win not, a single one of them. And yeah. that's exactly how his top and, 16 went. And it was because of Renoa. Like, it was... I was like... And, and that's why I got the point. I was like, Cody, I don't think you can beat this card. And he was like, I think I can. And I was like, Cody, you can't beat this! He's just, just screaming just at him, getting, you can't beat this! It just kept going. You can't handle this. <laughs> yeah. I was so hammered. But yeah, it's true. Like, Renoa was that card that was, like you said, is the the origin of inevitability in this card game. The card, card was nuts, but she just, it just doesn't matter anymore because now you just cancel her ability or you just move her out of the way or you can kill her and then just reactivate all your shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, it just, the game is so different. A card like Renoa can only exist in a game with, like, limited mechanics and limited card pool. Like, which is kind of funny. We're seeing an ability very similar to her now in the Turks list with Rude. Mm-hmm. But, like, Rude is that ability just done Before better you attack. because now I'm coming through with six people and mm-hmm. you better stop this right now or you're dead. Whereas Renoa, you kind of had to... I mean, Renoa had to be on the way out, yep. too. So it's like, yeah, you can't use her also as an attacker. And yep. You give your opponent a little bit more of a choice, even if sometimes you give them two bad choices. It's still yep. a little bit more and on if them. I'm not mistaken, like, in Ice Waterless, you could play her and, like, just fan fritter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could do that kind do of stuff. some real cute stuff. She was good. Yeah, um, when I first... When I learned to play the game at the uh, New York Comic Con draft, like, the very first thing I ever did for the game, the Opus 3 draft at New York Comic Con, uh, when I won that and I was playing like an ice lightning kind of thing, the one Square Enix employee was like, oh, do you like ice? You need to get this card. Yep. And it shows me the Renoa. And so like that was like, that was the card that for was, ice back was. then, dude. That was it. It was like that yeah. card in Genesis where you're fucking lifeline yeah, for dude, ice, which yeah. is so funny. Like I could have easily put Genesis on this list and not hated it. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, but but, also, too, mention too, but also too, like I feel like when you look at I, I mean Genesis will definitely be on the next crop of Hall of Famers. Uh, this guy has a better chance of coming right. back. Than That's Genesis what I'm saying. Locke, yeah. Yes, Lock Genesis and Lock were effectively the same card, but Lock I would rather have stripped a card than Dolan Crows a guy because Lock technically with Mirage Dive can go through them. One of the reasons Genesis was so good was to help get Lock through. Correct. Yeah. One hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. Lock has to get on this list first. I think. 
I agree. So next up is Wind. Um, we'll go ahead and start with a, um, a legend from Opus 7 uh, that saw a lot of play and ties in with one of the light cards. Uh, Opus 7, Chalinka. What a rest in peace. Rest in peace because <laughs> you're never playing this card again. Um, she was such a menace because of the party trigger she got with Yuri, the cleave, and the fact that her and Alhanalim were just this crazy, like, just cleave machine that just made mono wind so treacherous. And we can honestly talk about the second card at the same time because it was also a very important part of these strategies that. You're not playing anymore, and that's the three CP Valifor, which two oh, CP two Valifor. CP Valifor, or almost no, technically no yeah, CP, no CP, two CP EX burst starter Valifor from Opus One. It was like these cards. Uh, Valifor was like twenty something dollars a Valifor. And you got three in a starter deck because mm-hmm. that's just how it, it was. Absolutely everywhere, and honestly, Guido going away was kind of what killed this card. Truly, yeah, I mean, it was synonymous with. Any, yeah, any wind water deck, any wind water strategy, and Fina Valfour. We were talking about this Fina Valfour, Fina Valfour, Fina Valfour. Uh, it was just this this board wipe. It finally wind had this crazy powerful board wipe. It killed everything, and it dealt eight k to the board. Because you think about that through today's lens, and you're just like, what the fuck does that kill? Yeah, it's, it's like look at look at look <laughs> it at, kills like, everything on this list. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, like it's funny again going back again, and I don't think I love the Turks deck, but I I think it's tier two on its best day like it can't cleave that board yeah it can't like you've got the boys out and you're like well i'll just be in a valor for it okay yeah i mean you got uh, anything else because <laughs> i'm still coming and like 3k would like take out some of the vikings by itself sometimes mm-hmm. you can mix it with some other things but these days um if you're looking at doing board-wide strategies and you've got like barrel eye out like if you're doing any summons that activate your backups at all you probably are doing pandemonium just because you get similar mileage out of it it costs one cp you don't have to worry about units anymore yep um it, it's just because like i think the best cleaves are outside of wind water yep i think you just go other directions wind ice is so much better at what wind water used to do yep. with the board-wide cleaves and it's got a better top end with lock Man, there's just so many summons that are good, and when now you just don't have to play Valfour. Valfour is literally seen like, like literally like just no play in yeah, it's, two it, years. Yeah, it went from like like top of the charts to can't even break the top 100. Yeah. So and and that's kind of how Chalinka was, and Chalinka was again a big part of that strategy because Yuri Chalinka was the entire it was an archetype for like two full sets. Yeah, and it was it was like the and, you know both it was kind of the uh, the heart of the wind water strategies like it was how you won. Yeah, um, Chalinka would just add to the extra cleave because um, I want to say she would cleave for two k. Mm-hmm. She did two. Yeah. Alhanalum did three to the board if they were both out or two to one guy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was and like just the de- the game has evolved since and then Yuri would tap and you would 4k stuff man so yep. it would be what didn't he fi- he would 5k stuff with Chalinka out yeah with, fi- with Chalinka out would be 5k yeah. yeah so it was like oh I'll play Chalinka then I'll use Yuri ability and he'd kill your 7k yeah the lock- and again Locke was dead yeah and 7k didn't do jack to stuff today it's just yeah it was yep. um I mean that when those cards came out that was when I had to stop playing Garnet who's another card we'll talk about on this list because all of a sudden abilities could just deal 7,000 damage to my board and and, like, they didn't even really invest in anything that wasn't... Like, they played two forwards, and I would have to, like, pay just to live. It, yep. it just it started being, like, oh, hold on, dude. Like, they're not even having to play summons that yep. target my guys to kill everybody. And um, it started to feel very much like Cagnazzo Scholar had felt before. It was, like, the newer, faster version of that. Yep. Um, Agreed. I mean, now you just play Susano. Yep. 
and you remove <laughs> so that's that. the newer, faster version of it, it, board wide damage. A, it's nine k. I'll put this back up that it's done his job into the break zone, and then I'm going to hit you for a point of damage. Yeah. So I mean, Schlenka and Valfour are both. Um, I you know, Mono Wind could come back tomorrow, and they wouldn't be in the list. Correct. So I think that you know, and and it's funny because they were dominant for a long time. It was the deck. Like if you go to Worlds 2019, like it was 18 or uh, 2018. No, no. Oh yeah, 2019. Yeah. No, 2019? Oh, yeah, yeah no, you're right. The last world, right. it was either, it was, like, Waff and Windwater were, mm-hmm. like, the decks to play, and that, and, like, ran pair. Like, those ran were, pair, yeah. Those were the decks, and... Monofire. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Monofire. Half the just, room. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the fucking control, Monofire control, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, those, that was it, and none of those decks are playable now, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, so, going to Earth next, uh, a card from a, another Opus 5 card, which is so funny that most of these cards are from Opus 5 and before, which shows you how... And Opus 5 used to be, what you would just yo, tell them, the this is the best set, set. this is the power set. It was. This and, is the best set. Yep. And Wall was the, mo- and Wall, uh, the Opus, 4 le- uh, Opus 5 Legend was the most expensive card in the deck by, like, he was the... He was first the card chase. I ever spent more than ten dollars on. He was the chase card. Like you would yeah. buy cases of this set and only pull like one or two of. I this bought guy. three boxes of Opus Five two weeks before Boston, and I pulled one wall wow. when I needed. I three got walls. three. Bo- I, I was very very lucky. I got a wall in each of my three boxes. I wound up getting like a pile of Estolas, mm-hmm. and that was yeah. very good over time. Oh, yes. that wound up being very good for me over yes. time. But I remember I only got one wall, and I had to go to the store, and I looked in the case, and wall was in there for $15, and I just thought to myself, this is so expensive. Yeah, for... which is so funny. <laughs> and I bought it for 15 bucks. I was like, this is absurd. And yeah, then he became a $40 card. And like a $60 plus foil. And it was so funny, because so, that's... Me, was, was, let, me, let me get my words right. So, going into the Ohio Petite Cup, Curtis and Steven... Both wanted to play like Earth or Earth Wind. Mm-hmm. Well, in their cases, they got like two walls in their cases. Oh two my god! Walls, yeah, and I had three, so they were like, "Man, are you going?" I was, and at that point, I was like, "I was really like, I, this is where the Adam Dog came." Ice, I had yeah. Fire Ice with me, and I was like, "Man, I really want to play this." So they were like, "Not only did they were did they like did Fire Ice test better?" They were like, "Hey, you should play that so we can borrow your walls." Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. So like there so it's so funny that I was I was at cuz I was going to play Mono Earth originally. Um which wouldn't have been a bad call, but still like and like look at his abilities. The 2K and Brave was so backbreaking. You couldn't get through that. Yeah. Holy fuck, you couldn't get through 2K that. 2K and Brave. Then like cuz this is around the time of like the NorCal special, like the big doofy earth where you go like Vanilla no Ursula or yeah, the no burst dude calling no burst like oh fuck, I I, I have no defense. I can't do anything. With a 3k to a dull forward. Oh my god, stop. Kill that Viking, me. kill that Viking, kill that Viking. <laughs> dude, Wall was just an unstoppable fuck machine, dude. And now it's just like, <laughs> you're not playing this guy. He doesn't even make the cut anymore. He's another one, him and Locke that we talked about. Legacy full arts now. Yep. Where you get the full art and you look at it and you go, I remember this guy. And then you put it in your binder. And it's so funny because, like, even in Warrior of Light decks, Wall isn't good enough. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't do the thing. He's just a slow, fair guy now. It's weird. It's it's weird how he even seems still like you're like, whoa, he can give, he can make a 10k breed, he can stop EXs. Like, uh, stop EXs is relevant, but just like, 
it's uh, he's fighting for space. Because well, the funny thing is now, like the and the, the crazy thing is, I think when he started falling out of favor is when we realized that ex birds because he only stops ex birds that target characters. Yes, yeah, it's just like ex search a thing. Yeah, EX... ex draw a card, search a thing. Like the best ex birds now are the ones that give you card advantage, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the removal's always fun because, look, we all know I love a Titan on EX Burst. <laughs> Boy, shirts are ripping off. But, like, when you flip a Tiro on Burst, well, it's not stopping that. Yeah. When you flip a Merleweb on Burst or a Hilda on Burst or a fucking Search a Guy or a, a, a Summon that draws card, you know, or a Kusit, you know, well, it's not stopping that. And those are the Bursts you want to hit. So, like, one of his best defensive things just doesn't really apply anymore. So he just immediately becomes outclassed by just the game evolving. Mm-hmm. So, and he's just, yeah, it's a shame because he was a fucking menace. Just like the next one, fucking Delita, Opus 3. Um, I don't know, this card used to be so scary. But I don't know, like, the fact that you, you couldn't target it without breaking something or taking damage. Now you're like, oh no, taking a damage, bro. Now I'm like, whoa, I can take a damage? Yeah. Wait, like, I can target him and take a damage? Wait, what do I have to target him with? Yeah, well, <laughs> Let me, exactly. Get me to one, get me to one. <laughs> yes. And then, yang, Ursula's okay, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is a card that even after he had kind of fallen out of favor, I, like, yanked him by the bootstraps right back up with into the, the, Prince the Prince deck. deck yeah, which was a um, very real thing for a while. Yeah. yeah, it was cool because it was, like, we really honed in on, um, like, making them make a bad choice. Like, oh, I have to do this to kill him, I'm going to take damage. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he's actually not dead because of Titan, you know? Yeah. And things like that, um, and it was pretty cool. And like using him with Clady and things, and just having like just here's this. He's a 10k mm-hmm. who's always gonna make it shit for you to interact with them. Yep. And, and you know, uh, but these days you're just like there's so many ways to interact with them without touching him. There's a lot of board wide kind of stuff. Yeah. There's like um, oh, yeah, I'll like just Susana. You mentioned Susana. Yeah. Just like I'll typhon him. I'll break Typhon to his ability. Who cares? And play another and one. Put him under the bottom of the deck, and, or under the top four, and, and he doesn't have an ETB, so he's just a real fair, slow, five-cost guy. And fair, slow, five-cost guys don't make the cut anymore. Sorry, Deli. Yep. I mean, yeah, he, he was he was a really strong card like, back then. The last time was probably around Opus, Opus 3, Tail, or even Opus uh, Insane around that time. But, like, Opus 10 was the last hurrah because you were seeing people, like, tech him into, uh, like, waff lists. Mm. Um, and Princes was still a thing around Opus 10, but that, that was it. a little bit, yeah. But then it was like, Delita's just not good enough for that. It, it, why are you, you're, you're taking it's away, slow, it's just yeah. too slow, mm-hmm. and it's a one-of, and when you kill it, you're just fucked. Because once it goes to the break zone, you try to coose it, then I'm just misdragging in your break zone. You know, yeah. we're in the misdragon era, right? Yeah, so, oh, that, yeah, yeah, I mean, he... Yeah, and damage. Just like when damage triggered, damage effects came online. Um, all of a sudden, this wasn't something that was just always bad for my opponent. It became something that like sometimes could just be good for them. Yeah, and it just makes it a lot weaker too. And and anytime a card that's already like it's depending on how it changes the board state by being on the board to mm-hmm. be good. And if it doesn't end up changing your opponent's plan or board state or decisions much, it just doesn't feel as strong. Exactly. Um, and then uh, moving on to Lightning, I think you know both of these we can talk about in tandem because they were all in the same deck. That's right. Um, and I think it, it, it's a no it's no surprise what the first Lightning card is. It's Opus 2, Al Cid. Al Cid, dude. May, may he the forever fucking, rest in peace. Talk about a classic gut check card. It used to be how, yeah, it was like learn to play the yeah. card. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Learn this was... to not just run guys out onto the field. Exactly. Build your backups first. You you would have this thing you knew. Oh, he's playing lightning. Oh, he's put down two backups. I'm just going to play backup pass, play backup pass, play backup pass. And they're sitting there, and you know two of the cards of their hand are at Al Sid and Oni Knight yep. that, they feel like, that they feel like they can't discard because they're just waiting for you to play a guy. And then it would be like, I, I played a lot of Mono Water at the time, so I, it went very quickly for me being like, two backups, here's a forward, oh, Garnett's dead. So like, backup, 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 Minwoo, good game. Yep. Like, uh, or like, you just make them have this, okay, now you can't get rid of these two cards, you're trying to play the game without your good combo, but you have to hold the combo. Mm-hmm. So it's like, think about like holding a Shantoto from turn one. Even in matchups where you know it's a good thing to have to do, you reduce your minimum hand size by one effectively, right? Yep. So now you're mono lightning, and it's already turn two, and you've reduced your effective maximum hand size by two. Yep. And that could be crippling, but all they had to do was play a guy, you just go, pop, pop, and now you're in an insane position. Yep. So yeah, it was one of those things where it was like... Um, Cool, man. You, you show up to locals ranks. and you learn how to play around Al Sid. Absolutely, and like, and that's you know, that's how I got better playing the Fire Ice list because it'd be like, all right, I build these backups and then I'm gonna play Lock and haste him with Sage. So I'm stripping two cards out of your hand. And so now, still... and, and you, now you that Al Sid is still gonna sit in your hand, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna play another guy again until I can play around the Al Sid. Yep. Yeah. And it's just oh, like, or if I can belias him or something, you know what I mean? So rarely do you sit there and you just know. Like, I know what you have. Yeah. I know what you mulled for, what you held, what you're sitting on. I know what you what literally just searched for that Gromus that was your second backup, I, dog. I understand exactly what's happening here, yeah. Um, it was one of those things there. Al Cid, like, Mono Lightning was good in part just because of Al Cid Onion Knight being such a strong tempo play. Which is so funny because the segue to that is if they didn't play the Al Cid and they built along with you, this next card really punished you for trying to play around the Al Cid. It's fucking Adea. Because if you were at five backups and they attacked you to get around the Al Cid and you flipped that bitch on burst, well... Dude, Adea would just go ahead and snap somebody off the field if yep. their cost was equal to or less than the number of lightning backups that you have in play. And mm-hmm. it's funny to think of how that used to kill everything. Yep. Literally everything. And you would sometimes lose games to that fifth or sixth EX burst damage a day. You'd be like, well, fuck me. This game's over. Death? Yeah. It was a real expensive S to just kill a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the thing is now you look at Adea and she's wildly under curve. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't kill all the problem cards. Yep. Yeah, she kills almost none of them. Plus. Yeah. yeah, so it's... um, She's just gotten checked by time hard, yeah. you know? Just, Both of them. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al said, um, there's so many more ways for me to dull my guys um, to interact with him in a negative way for him. Um, and then we're also in the Amaterasu era. Boy, you feel real bad who's that Al Sid player. is like... Yeah, so what they did is they went ahead and they just upgraded him. You know, there's a new Al Cid, new shiny Al Cid that uh, that does more. Yep. Yeah. So he, he gets a he lets you play a cost higher, and I think he's in a he's in an element in combination. Color. Yeah. yeah, which is great. I think it's absolutely great. So yeah, I think that I think on both of these cards, if there was ever anything on this list that will probably never see the light of day again, it's these two cards. Yeah, especially today. I think yeah, just gone. Now, next up, John, we're going to talk about some uh, some hard memories for you. The two for water, which kind of go hand in hand. I um, hate looking at this because I, I still try to put these cards in decks, dude. But I you're know. right. But you're right. And let's talk about Cognazzo first. He's the only rare on this list. But this was 
the this was mono waters win con like this is how mono water won the game you outvalued them until the point where it's like oh you think you can win or it's that you just turned the corner and didn't look back and then you just nail in the fucking coffin with dude renoa presented inevitability and Cagnazzo perfected inevitability Cagnazzo, right, you knew the scholar backup was on the back line you knew. <laughs> the scholar backup was there and you just you're like this is going to happen yep it's like do you have it there like, weren't any good your opponent was always counting your characters like there was very very few instant speed things that could pop the Cagnazzo and he had that that innate protection too on their turn, yeah. So you just sit there like off like a Cagnazzo Minwoo, dude. Cagnazzo with Minwoo and Waka, yeah, dude. It was fucking lights out. You weren't getting over. Well, this. I hope you have a ten k. Well, Which was Wall. Wall was they the only one. Those. Yeah. Uh, then you just Leviathan him back to your hand, dude. So fucking whack. Yeah, Cag was really really strong blocker. He would wipe the field, and mm. he was the win condition. And okay. now. He is a small, tiny little man who gets burned for five on your turn with a one CP ifrit. Yep. And that's it. Yeah, it's just that as they add more types of interaction, people who have niche types of protection get worse. Yep. Um, he ends up being expensive, and like his power loss to the whole board is hardly even part of a combo these days because there's no board-wide water power reduction cards Yep. Um, besides... Another Cagnazzo, yep. who gets counters, um, which never even saw the light of day. Yeah, and like, yeah, I have him in um, in my Ultros deck because Ultros is cleaving the board, and Cag can kind of reduce the board. But even then, you sit there and you're just like, you can't. You're like, well, I have a lot of water characters in play. This guy's got to be pretty good. Da, 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 da. Oh, three. Yep. Nope. That's not that much, you know. Even oh, I'll flash him for six. It used to be that again. Remember Fiend of Alpha? We talk about eight K. It used to be that if you cagged and the cag on the first one was for four and then the scholar brought it down to three. That was enough. Seven to the board was a wipe. Or eight to the board was a wipe. It was enough. It was good enough. Not Game anymore. was over. Game was over on that turn. I mean, and he went hand in hand with um with Bay. Yeah. My favorite card in the game. That's your girl, man. Talk about her. Because I, I, love, I love what she did for mono water strategies. It unlocked the summon package. Just in, just really, really insane stuff. Garnet Legend, man. Uh, Opus Three Garnet Legend was it, it let me do all kinds of really, really neat things with Mono Water with Chaos Walker Yuna, one of my favorite combos still to this day. Uh, Belias in Mono Water was absurd. I punched my ticket to Nats twenty eighteen by uh, my opponent literally saying, "Well, the deck doesn't have any haste because it's water." And me hasting a card across the goal line with the old Garnet Belias. Yep, the two water Belias, <laughs> baby. You love it. Um, cool a motherfucker down real quick with that one. Yeah, too. I mean, yeah, exactly. Because Belias would give the forward a thousand power and draw you a card and give it first strike. And then Garnet would give everybody a thousand power too. So mm-hmm. you would turn the seven CP Garnet into a nine K first strike that can't be chosen by summons. Now that's a combat trick that they can't get out of because there's no instant speed way to, yep. you know, now there's a few more ways to pump their own guys. There's ways to like cancel my summon, mm-hmm. um, but the biggest thing for Garnet is Garnet was a 7k forward that dodged summons, which meant nothing could kill her. I'll tell you the two cards. They're burned into my brain because it's the only time playing Garnet ever felt slow and felt bad. Because she's a slow card. She doesn't do anything when she enters the field. Mm-hmm. It was 4cp Seymour, mm-hmm. 
because four CP Seymour was the worst one because the four CP Seymour backup could get her even if she was active. Yep. There's nothing I could do. Yep. It felt real bad. And then there was Masked Woman, which would be my own damn fault for attacking with my Garnet. And Masked Woman was a, the three CP backup that killed a dull back, a dull forward of three or less. Yep. Those were the two cards. That was it. Those were the two abilities in the game that could crack her. Uh, it was like a VV could sometimes, but often combined with like like they would VV Garnet, and I could pitch to play a summon. So the summon both buffs her mm-hmm. and gets cards two cards out of my hand. So, like, a lot of times I could get around that, and that was really the only other efficient damage-based ability that existed that was enough. Now, you can play a 2CP backup that deals 7,000 damage to her and deals you point damage. She's dead immediately. Um, yeah. So, poor Garnet, um, over time, abilities got better, and now people talk about abilities like a card is useless unless it has an ETB. Yeah. Right? So that's where a lot of our removal is, is on ETB abilities, and there's not yeah. as much spot removal on summons, and, and there's these board-wide cleaves in all these well, colors that just kill her. just look at her, right? Like, look at her, and then, like, imagine, you know, she was a good foil to, like, Mono Lightning with the exception of mm-hmm. Seymour. Like, Mono Lightning had to play Seymour to play against Garnet. But imagine if Mono Lightning back then just had a card like Nyx. Mm-hmm. Old Nyx. The 4CP Nyx. Just break a guy. Yeah, break him, break a guy. Cool. Yeah. Moving exactly, on. Exactly. And um, because, like, the whole deck would be built around using her to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the summons just are offline if you get rid of her. Yeah, I, I, people bring her up all the time. They look at her. Of course, I, I don't blame them. She's a cool card. She's got cool She's ability. very unique. There's, yeah, nobody else has a card like that that lets you splash... Well, I guess technically you can now say like the new Ridia, uh, the new Ridia and Opus yeah, Fifteen or like, coming like, out. Yeah, like there's a Kusoi who lets you pay any color for it, but yeah. it was just neat that like I'm gonna pay two water and I'm gonna cast. Not only am I gonna cast a three cause summon, but it's gonna be something that water shouldn't have. Yep, it shouldn't even cost water. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's um, it's way past her time, and it's uh, I would love. I think Ridia is the new Garnet. I think yeah, Ridia, she's the second coming of Garnet. Yeah, I think Ridia is good in the same ways and has similar weaknesses. And like, oh, she's protected against damage abilities, but, mm-hmm. but like other things can get her. Um, but yeah, I think that I think yeah, I think she's like if you liked Garnet Legend, Ridia is your kind of card. Yep, absolutely. Let Garnet go. Indeed, and then just to kind of wrap up this inaugural class, we've got our light and dark choices. Uh, I think the light one, I, I think all four of these are pretty easy. We'll just start with the light ones. Uh, uh, Heroic Fasoya, the 2CP light backup. You should um, be an entire deck. It was mono, it was it was the other variation of mono water. That wasn't like, because you would still play like all the Cognazzo stuff. It was mono water, but you, fo- you were a lot heavier on burst. And actually, I loved playing this. I had a, I had an Ultros list. That was Mono Water Fasoya. So as it was so fucking sick mm-hmm. where you could cleave with Ultras Fasoya something and you know what I mean? Like it was a it was a fun and good deck. And uh R two, I played one Fusoya in my mm-hmm. Ultras deck, my yeah. Windwater Ultras deck. Um yeah, man, Fusoya would you'd put him in a high you'd you'd um Ephemeral Summoner. You'd mm-hmm. play Ephemeral Summoner and you would put an EX on top of your deck, and then you'd Fusoya, kill that guy, kill that guy. And then Remember the most the most fun list with him in it was the Curtis Kang Noctis Stand by Me list. Oh Earth yeah, water. You, you did the uh, I'll shoot that guy and fight that guy. Yep. Shoot that guy, damage six, kill that yep. guy. Um, but now uh, Chris seven K doesn't kill anything. Doesn't so. kill a damn thing. And while I think, exp- I mean, I think they're no. I was gonna say like doing the damage to yourself is cool, but I think it got to a point where like. You really needed the kill 
to justify going to like four or five yeah. damage, right? Because yeah. you you had, and also the game is faster. And yeah, I was gonna say Fusei is a slow card, so now by the time you get Fusei online, you've been hit in the face three times. Yeah, you've only you got like one afford. or two uses out of him, and which is huge. Like you used to have enough time to set up Fusoya and know that you're going to use him four or five times. Like, yeah. Probably four times on average. And you're probably going to hit a burst all those times. Because like you said, the Ephemeral Summoner shit was just insane. Like, the Ephemeral just, Summoner put, Fusoya, or put um, Fanfred. Fanfred on top. Fusoya, kill that guy. Fanfred, so you have to kill your bigger guy. Fusoya can't hit. And I'm going to sack my huh, Ephemeral Summoner. Hey, look at that. Oh, hey, Big Zan. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, Big Zan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it was just, um, like, it was an entire archetype. It was a whole way to play yeah. Mono Water, and now it's just lost to time. There's yep. no way. No way you could get me to play that card now. Nope, impossible. And then another Speaking card... Speaking of, no way you get me to play that card now. Right, um, and we talked about him a little bit when we mentioned Shalinka. Light Yuri from Opus 7. Mm -hmm. I remember when this card was printed, people lost their fucking minds. This card does so much. I will it's never so forget impressive. the pre-release for this card, where... Somebody said, are we allowed to use the Light Yuri in our decks? And I said, no. And then the store owner said, well, did everybody get one in their pre-release kit? And they were like, yeah. And he goes, sure. And everybody can use it. I was like, no, bro. That's not how it works. It's not, you're not ever allowed to use the promo in a pre-release. And every single table... You just heard through the whole room, uh, don't freeze, 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 don't freeze. Yeah, it was like, yeah, draw cards on there and it was pretty good as a neutral option. 4K was pretty relevant in a lot of situations, but just like, it's weird how good tap three of my characters to don't freeze one of your things, because you would just be like, yeah, that's out of the game for two turns, that's out of the game for two turns, and now anything you play into the field, I'm just going to remove those two things and activate my stuff again. Um, and oh, if you don't play anything, I'll just draw some cards. Yep. Um, yeah, Yuri was not only a mono killer; like he he made mono wins a thing again. And it was the it was the the win con and win water. But he was the win condition and win water for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, Yuri Chalinka. We talked about her. We talked about him a little bit when we talked about her. Um, he was just a menace. He was a very very big problem. And the thing is. You had not only he, he was kind of felt like Sternfields now, yes. right? Where you were like, I have to kill him before they get out of these activations. Look, I have to kill him right now, and then you have to kill him two more and times. And then they play him again. You're like, of course they have the second Yuri. Of course. Well, there's no way they'll have the third Yuri. You know, yeah, it, it was one of those. Mm -hmm. But um, but he, you know, that, looking back at your Yuri is so much fairer and easier to deal with. Dude, and that's so funny. Like the way people feel about Stern now, that's how people felt. That's exactly about how people felt about Yuri. Ban Yuri. Yeah. Ban Yuri. Yeah. It was tough. Both of these cards, insane. Um, and on the dark half here, we have uh, probably the biggest fucking gut check of the first half of the game. The Emperor, the Emperor. baby. Dude, Mono Water Monsters slapped the Emperor on board, and it was over. Yeah, the game was over when that guy hit the board, because you just shut down fucking everything. Because in Mono Water uh, Monsters, dude, if you had that... Dude, guy, that, that story, bro, that, that triggers me so much... Oh my god, because my top 16 at Boston Crystal Cup was against Mono Water Monsters, and I was playing two fucking the Emperors, and I got hard clapped, because the Emperor does not stop Cloud of Darkness, yep. who reduces his power to fucking Nothing. zero. So I had Emperor out, and, and I literally sat there thinking, ha, ah, the monster matchup is shored up, and Cloud of Darkness, and I was like, well, just kidding, never mind, or just play Tonberry's. Minus two on the Emperor. Mm -hmm. Now play, you know, Cagnazzo. Mm -hmm. He's dead. 
and it was like I lost my game and I went over to the like to the wolves den and I now know it's Gabe, but Gabe walks up to another one of the judges, like two of the judges of the Crystal Cup, and he goes, Modern Water Monsters in top top eight? He goes, isn't anybody playing the Emperor? And I was just so mad. I wanted to, like, throw my shit. Like, yeah, I'm playing the Emperor. I put it against him in both games on the table, and it didn't stop the Cloud of Darkness. Cloud of Darkness. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely... It shut down a lot. It's crazy how oppressive it felt. Alex loved... He had the Emperor in, like, Earth, Wind. Yeah. Like... Uh, Camelot, Chaos, the Emperor. Yep. And because it's just like, oh, Dadaloom and Cactar. No, dude, he sir. Shut that shit down, no, dude. sir. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, and yeah, the Emperor was one of those cards. Uh, we played it in standard units with the gold standard we called the deck mm-hmm. in Opus 5, and it had um, the Orator in it. And people mm-hmm. would like try to remove the Emperor, and you would Orator him into a standard unit, and he yep. would all of a sudden get like plus 3k. Yep. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, it just, like, there were a lot of action and S abilities that were powerful back then, and he just shut all that shit down. The amount of times that it would be like, oh, sorry, you can't, actually. Uh, oh, no, sorry, you can't do that. Yep. The Emperor. No, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you yep. can't. And then, like, and then again, in the water list, when you played Emperor and you had, like, fucking Cleon mm-hmm. protecting him, you were just like... Yeah. Well, he fuck. did stop, like, the Cag Wipe. They couldn't yep. do that. You know, like... Cactuar couldn't do a thing. Fire couldn't use their S abilities, which I know that yeah. sounds weird, but they trust me. They liked using their S abilities. Fireaga and, and then if you uh, had Cloud on the backup line, dude, yeah, Emperor wasn't going fucking anywhere. Yeah, that was the old. That was uh, standard units. Just Minwu Maria, Emperor's a nine. They do something to him. Boop. Now he's an eleven. <laughs> and Minwu's down. Yeah. It's like this guy. Yeah, he was such a fucking menace. Now it's just like. You just play a summon that kills him. Yeah, you just play yeah, a summon that kills him, or you just play, like... The board wave. Susano. Yeah, Susano, <laughs> Philia. Yeah, he doesn't stop autos. That's the yeah. thing. Is it's uh, action abilities used to be king. Yeah, now it's all about ETBs and now autos. Now it's autos. Yeah, yeah uh, literally, um, if they printed a The Emperor... I know they printed Sid Reigns, but Sid Reigns very specifically a 6,000 power. If they just printed... And he's ice. Yep. They just printed a dark 4CP AK that had Emperor's text, but for abilities. Yeah. Be nuts. Just all, like, abilities don't trigger. Yep. Abilities don't happen. All four types of abilities. I mean, well, I guess field abilities always have to get through with it. Yeah. But um, if it stopped action and auto, or even if it just stopped autos. Yeah. Like blank, blanket auto stop. That would be... Abilities don't trigger on characters entering the field. There you go, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um... Fucking nuts. On a 4CP AK that can be played in any color, yep. it would bring him back, but it's just, it's past, it's prime. Yeah. Action abilities just aren't what they used to be. They aren't. isn't. Because action abilities, for the most part, are slow. The only action abilities right now that are really running rampant are um, Stern and Machiri and yeah. Emperor. Is, it's funny because I've thought about Emperor because of those cards. Uh, but, but they just, just died to literally quite, everything else. Yeah, it doesn't quite do what you'd like him to do. And again, he's another one, another legacy card. Just, yeah. um, just past his prime, man. And then the last card is another one that we were talking a little bit about Vice Kings earlier. Yeah, and um, it was the reason... It was the beginning reason why Renoa got replaced yeah, by yeah. by Opus Eight Renoa because we had this guy for two sets and then all of a sudden it was like oh no one set Renoa was Opus Seven Opus, no she was same set Opus Six she's Opus Six oh, okay yeah it was, yeah so they came out that was the, a, that was like the sealed dream yeah. if you got Renoa yeah, yeah, yeah. which I did in my yeah. sealed pool at Gen Con oh yeah the one where you wrote like you win yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. John I cannot stop talking about that sealed pool literally every package <laughs> in that set that you could get. Was in that seal pool. Okay, yeah, Stinian and the Kusaya, yeah, Stinian, y, the YRP stuff. Fucking Renault and Nidhog game was over. 
that it was yeah. over. So Nidhogg was um was nine CP, mm-hmm. but he removed something from the game that was we didn't have. Yeah, there was no stuff RFG, like that. Yeah. He removed something from the game, and he removed a random card from their hand from the game. And boy, howdy, dude. And then you would renew it, and oh my god, how could they win after that? And nowadays you're like, you paid nine for that? <laughs> to yeah. remove one guy and a card from my hand? Sure. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Credit card, you, you, you got it. You got it, buddy. Yeah, Nidhogg is just one of those things where as, um, as effects similar to his came out and came cheaper. I mean, think as late, you know, or as early as Death Gaze and Opus 8 or mm-hmm. 9. The Death Gaze monster comes out, and it's like, oh, for three I can remove a thing? And yeah, it's conditional. Yeah, they can get it back. But, like, that powerful kind of, it's not a break, it's not a um, bounce, that powerful kind of unique removal quickly became not so legendary. And and also, you have to pick him over other light and dark cards. And two sets later, Veritas came out and just pushed Nidhogg straight into the binder. Yep, because... It turns out being able to like Renoa Veritas feels a lot better because, because you get like six you, too. well you, and you get like multiple triggers off of On that the way right? out, yeah yeah but uh, also yeah just nine CP is a, is a crazy ass it's, it's, it's expensive like even an opponent things... yesterday at locals played seven CP Braska against me off one backup and I go that's actually too expensive to be viable like that's yeah. why that felt so bad that's why all of a sudden the game fell apart for you is because you you can't yeah you can't just get rid of four cards from your hand. And pass. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. It's so wild how like Nidhogg, Nidhogg had he was he was the reason to play Vice Kings. Mm-hmm. Well, also yeah, because Vice Kings actually did a good job mitigating the cost of Nidhogg by putting yeah. all those extra stupid cards in your hand with the Vikings. And another you know another reason uh, you know going back you know in the same vein of Nidhogg, why the other Renoa got replaced by the better Renoa was in that same list. You also had Genesis Avatar, mm. which was a great blank target. Like Nidhogg, Genesis Avatar were like. This this is how you won like, the game. Lena or Viking were great, just mm-hmm. in case. Exactly. Like, oh well, I didn't have a great target. I guess I'll draw two off for Noah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it just I don't know. Like, but Nidhog just did so much, and like back then, people were trying to mitigate Nidhog by playing the four CP Zidane. Mm, well, they like pull it out of the hand. Yeah, 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 which I. I Real hard with a Nidhog against old Colin Rupert in top four of a tournament. Oh, no. I played Nidhog into the, that that Zidane, like just not not realizing mm. he could be targeted by abilities. So and it's like no sir. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, like, I deserve that. And then <laughs> I lost immediately. But yeah, dude, like all of these cards were all just terrors, just absolute terrors. That just frankly, the the game has moved on. Yeah, like, the game has moved on. It's like I don't think. You could play. You could take a guy like, as much as I hate to say it, a guy like Larry Bird or Magic Johnson or Dominique Wilkins, and put them in today's fast-paced NBA, and they would not be as comp- they would not be the quality and caliber of player that they were. Which you know, Lynn is the exception. Lynn is like the Michael Jordan story. She was mm-hmm. the best, or she was she was top tier, one of the best. Then she went to do NBA. something else for a while. Yep, and now she's back. She's got a younger squad around her, and she's ready to fucking party. <laughs> but you know, like all of the, you know, and most people who've played the game for a while know about how these cards were. And like you went to, you went to tournaments and you had to be prepared for everything on this list, given the time frame they were in. Like you had to know that you had to be able to protect yourself from Valifor. You know, you had to be able to protect yourself from a Cognazzo wipe. You had to play around Al Cid. You had to worry about Wolf. Cards in hand. Cards for in BV. hand mattered with Vivi. Um, 
Phoenix 7, you had to like look in their break zone and look at their, you know, you had to see what they had. Oh, did they have enough? They would, you look at their hand, okay, they can Phoenix here. What did they grab? What hurts me? Do I need to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, every one of these cards demanded respect. And so they get it from us on their way into the Hall of Fame. That's right, absolutely. They, and they have all earned it. And I'm only hoping that if any of anything on this list can come out and uh, you know re- rejoin their or re- resume their career, it's my man Locke. From I hope so, forward. man. I just I think he's one of those ones. Blake Garnett. It was really hard for me to be like, this card's not good enough anymore, yeah. uh, and but let it go. To be fair, with Ridia being the second coming of Garnett, I do think the nine CP Wind Ice Lock is definitely the second coming of that. Guy. The ACP Wind Ice Lock, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like that's that's the lock to play. And even now, right now, you don't really see it. He's a good card. Yeah, Wind point. Ice fell off a little bit, I think, yeah. but uh, I don't even think it got that much worse. I think people played a lot of it in Opus Twelve, and they start to look at other stuff. Yeah, that's fair. You got burned out on it. But, um, yeah, Chris, I mean, this has been a long one, but it's been a fun one, and it's a good thing to do before we go into the next opus, man, yeah, as things change once again. Yeah, and especially with, you know, we just passed the four-year anniversary of the card mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, nice to and see And a lot of these cards we... are from those first two years, you know, yeah, with the rare the, exception the of some years. Opus 7 cards in Yuri, Chalinka. Yeah, like, I think those are the most recent cards. Like, yeah. I feel like if you, and it's so funny, if you go back and look at that, and even if you... Fast forward to like Opus Nine or Ten, a lot of that shit is not playable anymore. Marsh Ritz, Seven CP Fasoya, like or not? Oh yeah, Seven CP Fasoya, like Waff is an entire archetype. Like these these decks that had really strong, like terrorizing runs, mm-hmm. just have been completely outclassed. Like I think, if it, truthfully, if there was any archetype you could put in the Hall of Fame, it's probably Waff. Dude, but Waff just needs like. Good Waff characters. They just need another back. one that's not Rain or Long. Well, Rain is still good. Like, mm-hmm. just the quality of cards you're playing or to play the Rain aren't good enough for her to be the only good thing in the deck. Exactly. Right? They need another good Think thing. about Sky Pirates, right? It was like, well, Balthier's great, but he's not good enough to bring all the Sky Pirates back. But then Bond is. Bon. So it's like, then Balthier really shines, is incredible in that deck. Yep. So yeah, I think that, um, and I mean, you know, tinfoil hats on. Uh, I think we were supposed to get more Waff cards in this set and stuff happened. Mm-hmm. In fourteen, but if we had gotten more walk cards, I mean, it's very easy to revive those cards. And who knows, they're full arts. So I, I, I like to think a little bit that any of the cards that they bothered making into full art cards have lasting. They would want to like maybe take at least keep an eye on them. Sure. So we'll see. Um, and that's another thing for those cards. I mean, these cards is we're so we're like a few years past. Like, okay, they had a chance to bring any of these back, and they yeah. haven't yet. So let's add these to the list. Well, and even look at Waffles. I mean, look look at um like Category Seven synergies, mm-hmm. right? Like all it took was this Avalanche deck to you start dusting off a lot of this old stuff, and you're like, oh wow, now Zang. I have gone all the way back stuff. to the starter cloud from the first opus. Yep. I I literally put him in a deck list. I sleeved that card and played it. See? Testing Avalanche, yeah. yeah. So, so never say never, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah, again, exactly. there could be another, yeah. And even on all of these cards, like there could be something. Though I do think, you know, on this list, I genuinely think all of these cards, lock included, are just like there's no reason to play them anymore. They're just not. They're outclassed by the game. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And they, but they all had their time. I've played all of these cards many, oh, many same, times. Same. There's nothing on this list I haven't played and thoroughly enjoyed playing. 
but it's time to. And move also on hated to, playing against. <laughs> it's time to put the past behind us, Chris, and just move on, looking looking to the future. To, 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 to the future, the King's Glaives. The to the King's Glaives. To the Glaives. And in four more years, dude, we'll be talking about Nick's legend making it onto the. Uh, oh, right. the Hall of Fame. Because I mean, I think I mean, shit, we're not too far from the the hero being. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. but I do think with the King's Lake list, we see a resurgence because he's now like he's practically a, a summon, a sorcery speed summon at this point. Because you, you just, can blow him up, and then you don't have to worry about the name class. Yeah, like you, you play, play him, and blow break him. himself, break a guy. Now that's a glaive in the yard. So when you play the new one, you've got fuel for the fucking fire already. And also, what's crazy is that Nick, that new Nick. I don't want to take this any longer. But no, that new okay. Nick already has built-in protection. You just remove one, and he can't be targeted by shit. You can edit out like a to like a twenty-minute King's Glaive subcast from this. God, from this right? Cast. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! It's all right, so Chris. Nuts. You have to. Chris is going to make a, a tech deck for you guys when I mean, King's I, I, comes I out. totally will. That's I just right. need to see the whole set. But with that being said, John, I am wiped. We're done. That's it. That's a. That's a. I mean, you know, it's a whopper. Well, we did a little extra guy before. This is about two and a half hours coming in. So enjoy. This is a. You know, this is the 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 cap on top of Opus fourteen for us. Yeah. On top of the first four years, yeah. uh, and moving on to the next one. So we'll see what Crystal Dominion. I did it. I used the right name. Yeah, and this is also. Yeah, this is now the we're entering the the not Opus era. Yeah. This is of... the Opus Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see what the future looks like. But that's it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much as always. For listening, and that's uh, all I've got. Toodles. Toodaloo. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.